year. Yeah. So let's say hello to our podcast listeners because I just started recording the cloud. So just introduce ourselves. You know us, Ryan, Will, what's going on? Um, yeah, breaking some models. We were just talking about the number of skill position players taken in the first, just the first two rounds alone. And then you throw in round three. Basically, if you have a first or second round rookie pick in a four, or 12 team league or even a 14 team league, you, you're, you can pretty much get anyone, uh, you know, with draft capital associated with them taking in the first or second round. That's pretty awesome. So um, I'm talking, of course, about Superflex leagues. So you've been thinking about this now. You, you Will, you've, you've seen the, the, you know, the, the kind of how this has fallen. And we could still have some, you know, running backs or wide receivers taken here in round three. We're, we're, we're you know, live. Vikings are, are on the clock. But what, what are you thinking in terms of the top of your board for Superflex? Uh, so I still think I, – I think I'm taking Jonathan Taylor first still. Uh, I really like the landing spot on the Colts as far as their offensive line and immediate production in a win-now team. I think even with a shortened offseason that he has the opportunity, if he doesn't boom right away, to be an absolute monster throughout the 2020 season. I, I mean, landing spot wise, I, I, I really like that. Yeah, it's so great. I, I mean, I you, really you, like the player. So yeah, you 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 take a, a guy that's uber talented like Taylor, and you put him into Indianapolis with that amazing offensive line that they have. It's just a great combination of things. I mean, yeah, you don't want to oversell landing spot, but um, he's a guy we liked already, and you, you add that premium landing spot, and it's hard for him not to be the one-on-one in my opinion as well. Um, I, I think some other guys have arguments. So if you look historically, you know, first round running backs don't miss. So, you know, I could see pitting Clyde Edwards Hilaire there and, he, and his landing spot is unbelievable. Um, but there are a couple of red flags with him. Um, I, you know me, well, I like guys that are fast. I like guys that run like a four five forty. And the fact he ran that, you know, the, the four six forty. 40, um, I, I know though, in terms of like in, in um, his, well, I mean, in, in Creed, short Creed, space. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know what his three cone was. I know, I know that has to factor factor in, but anyway, a few concerns. Yeah, Cream Hunt ran a, a four six two, right? Yes, he did. And he had no problem running away from people in Kansas City. <sighs> no, he didn't. That yeah. offense is just that's the right. That's what I'm really struggling with here is you have, in, in my opinion, the number one offense in the league for, by a, a decent margin. Uh, like Patrick Mahomes. Uh, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, everybody else out there. And now you're adding this other this other weapon that not only can run between the tackles, and it's a tough tackle. Like, he's a tough runner. Don't sell him too short on that. And being compact, like, being, what is he, he's 5'8", 206, that's still a big boy for the, for that height. Like, it's not going to be easy to take him down. Or maybe, what are you measuring, like, five? So anyway. Sturdy. He's a, he's st- he's a sturdy fella. He's stout. He's, stout. he's going to hide between. Like he could, like him and Travis Kelsey could wear the same pair of pants, and you just run behind him, uh, like a little <laughs> joke of a, of a, like a, you know, up the middle. But anyway, I, I just think that that team is so creative and so high powered that it's hard for. I'm really struggling to not put him higher. I know that Damian Williams is still going to be there as far as like a pass blocking, not you know, part part of it, and he you know he probably was the Super Bowl MVP for that team. But I don't think that really I don't think that really matters. I think once you get somebody who has Edwards Hilaire's skill set in there that he's just gonna take more time on the field because he opens up the offense more, minus potentially pass blocking, which I also think is one of the more learnable skills when you move to the NFL. Yeah, that probably is getting overplayed a bit, right? Because that's something that 
can be addressed and and it will be addressed so i i'm with you that that's one of the knocks and people probably are overplaying that a little bit so it, it's interesting if you look at some of the teams will that were rather in the super bowl or or, or we're, we're almost there like kansas city they, they basically they, they added to a strength of their team the offense so you could have made the argument that they should have added a help on defense there and another team we were talking about before we went live is the green bay packers what are the packers doing i mean the packers they were one win away from the Super Bowl, and they need help on defense, man. They need help to yeah. their run defense. If you they watch that, that championship, they just got – I know it's San Francisco and they're a great team, but they, they – you know, other than the Chicago Bears, everyone, you know, ran all over them this year. <laughs> or, or, um, or add to the offense where you can compete with a team like that, and adding a backup quarterback doesn't do that. Right. Right. But I, I was listening to Chicago Sports Radio, and they were interviewing a um, – uh, radio personality from Sports Radio Milwaukee, and, and he was talking about Green Bay's pick of Jordan Love last night. And, and as he pointed out, I mean, they, they've th- that run defense has actually gotten weaker. They lost Blake Martinez in the, in the middle, if you think about it. So and Fackerel, um, yeah, I mean that their their defense is, is not as great. good. So I, I mean, why not address that? It, it just that's that's your weakness and. I don't know. I mean, as a Bears fan, I guess I'm happy that the Packers are going this route. And uh, we love A.J. Dillon on the landing spot, but also – Oh, yes, we do. <laughs> but, a, but a questionable move if you're just – I mean, this is, a, this is a dynasty show, so we shouldn't, you know – Well, we that, and they lost Balaga on the offensive line. Granted, he's not been the most yeah. healthy player over time. So it's – but he played all 16 games last year. So they, they had more holes to fill than – and. It, a project quarterback. That's just what Jordan Love is. He has traits, right? He has upside. But how many quarterbacks have we gone through the years and said they have traits and upside and they haven't done anything with it? I mean, Josh Allen had traits and upside and he's doing well, but is he really a Super Bowl quarterback? You know, like, is he, is he you know, the heir apparent to a team that's going to win the Super Bowl? I, I still doubt that. He's a fine fantasy quarterback, but it's a, uh, you know, when it, when it comes, when push comes to shove, <clears throat> a team will figure out how to play against Josh Allen a lot easier than they will against Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Those kind of, like those kind of things. Yeah. That, that's, that's, that's right. Um, even if Jordan Love can go in there and run that system the way it's, it's supposed to be run, because I think Aaron Rodgers, one of the knocks I'm in through as his career is that he'll improvise and that's what makes him such a great quarterback. But I know coaches don't like that. It causes tension. Um, yeah. But, but yeah. it's hard, it's harder to defend a guy like Aaron Rodgers than it is a, a system quarterback. So yeah, it, 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 it's it's interesting. And then maybe we should jump ahead to tonight. And I think the big story of tonight, of course, would be the the running backs started to go off the board fast and furious early in the second round. And the the first running back taken in the second round, second running back taken in this draft, uh, DeAndre Swift, of course, uh, crushed some hopes and dreams of some Carry On Johnson fans. Well, uh, uh, you know, Carry On. Look at Twitter; people are declaring him dead. Our own Trey Barron <laughs> was like, no, carry on is a buy. He's not dead yet. So he did. Yeah. I mean, is he, if you look at your rookie board going into the NFL draft and now you look at it tonight, is he the guy that's um, had the um, biggest fall for you? Uh, pro- I mean, probably. Cause I still thought that he was his like injuries we're still possible to be come back and be a starter and still be durable. Like he had the opportunity to still be a stud. And I think that's gone now. I just think Swift is a, 
a better overall running back. And I don't think I, I asked that very well. So I guess what, what I should say is Swift, because everyone's talking about at least what I'm seeing on Twitter and our, our league chats and that type of thing. Everyone likes Lenny spots for all these running backs with the exception of the Detroit Lions. People don't like Swift to the Lions. They don't, they don't like that. That's what I'm – that's my perceiving. I, I still, I, yeah, yeah, sorry. No, no, go ahead. I mean, I actually think it's a pretty good landing spot. <laughs> you know, I, I don't think it's, it's horrible. Um, you know, that, that we, we talked about that last year. One of the reasons like carry-on was that Detroit was beefing up their offensive line. So, I think yeah. the offense will be good with Stafford back. So, I, I think it's a good situation. A healthy Stafford and like healthy Hawkinson throughout the year to add to that, that run-blocking scheme. And I think Swift – I think he'll be a value because he's going to drop to the, one of the latter running backs taken would be my guess. Because when you're taking a running back, you want to take them opportunities just factors in more early on in a dynasty rookie draft because they need to produce points. Like you take running backs early in your rookie draft because you want points now. So I do feel like Swift could drop a little bit. And he could still be, it'd still be a great value. I mean, Kerry and Johnson could just fade into the background. Yeah, and I guess there's a there's a world where carry on he he gets fired up and healthy and competitive and he competes with Swift, but I I think that Swift is a better talent overall than than Carry on Johnson ever really was. So, man, it's tough. If you if you look at that draft where that Carry on John, Johnson was in, Will, I, I was thinking about this. You know, you had Ronald Jones and Royce Freeman and Sony Michelle, and we we had hopes for a lot of these running backs, Rashad Penny, and, and look at look at the landscape now. How many yeah. of those running backs do you feel good about? I mean, Saquon Chubb was in that class. Chubb. <laughs> yeah, right, right, yeah, Saquon and, and Chubb. So uh, it's just funny, you know. Even Darius Geis is getting some competition with uh, um, a wide receiver, a yeah, wide receiver. Well, everybody. well, yeah. I mean, he's probably someone said he's probably the Chris Thompson now, of, and, and he fills that role. I guess that's probably right. Well, it's know. funny we'll because see. like I feel like the whole the whole Redskins offensive scheme is based around positionless players. <laughs> I, I mean, it's, it's it, 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 we'll see how it works. I hope it, the thing is like you have that, but then you hired Ron Rivera to be, be your coach. I, you know, you didn't see a really creative offensive hire for the OC, at least that I remember. I, I just don't. It was the same. Yeah. It wasn't the same OC as he had before. Cause wasn't it, wasn't it North Turner? And then um, did, does Turner's son take over or his, his assistant? I, I don't know. No, I think North Turner was Carolina. Did you bring Norv with him? I, I thought that Norv stepped away and, and then the, his son took over. Yeah. I, I could be wrong. I don't know. I, At I, the, on the Redskins, so you're, that in Carolina, Norv stepped away. Yeah, Carolina. And, but then you had Matt way. Rule and then you had the passing game coordinator from the uh, LSU come as the offensive coordinator yeah well i'm talking about the the washington redskins Brady. oh yeah rivera's there that's what that's why yeah know. yeah so the redskins picked up younger younger turner <laughs> i don't know i'm not i'm not i'm not sure i thought that he brought a lot of the the coaching stuff with him yeah uh, and i thought that turner son was part of that but we, we can we can vet that well, yeah, we'll, we'll, what's, we'll their, what's their goal with all this though like eight and eight like i, I don't get it the uh, defense very... is going to be wicked great man should be anyway in theory yeah, I, I mean, but their their secondary isn't very good. Not that it was better uh, before. Uh, what's what's his face left of the Bills? Yeah, um, the overpaid cornerback from the Panthers. But anyway, like long story short, uh, I, I think that it's going to be a, a interesting team, and they'll, they're going to surprise teams again this year, and and be bet, potentially better. But uh, again, for fantasy, hard to hard hard to really want any Redskins and I, and I've traded for Darius guys in dynasty leagues, but I'm still like, ah, 
They added extra running backs. They got this guy now. Like, I mean, I think if guys can stay healthy, he'll be just fine, but who knows? Yeah, no, I, I think that's a good point. I, there's nobody – I mean, I, I like um, scary Terry McLaurin, but uh, I'm not super excited to have him. I mean, I like him, but um, – but yeah, what John Harbaugh on the on the telecast is going crazy. Who did the Ravens take here? Uh, I, I also, see it. I also think I think uh, Kerryon Johnson is still younger than Keyshawn Vaughn. So what the wow. Buccaneers what the Buccaneers should have done is just trade that third round pick for Kerryon Johnson <laughs> and call it a day. Oh man, people would have like he gone is crazy. he Can is you younger than Keyshawn Vaughn. Yeah. So that I, I honestly I think that would have been a smarter move. Oh. Uh, uh Duvernay, the wide receiver from Texas, went to the Ravens at 92. That's why John Harbaugh was so excited. So there we go. Yet another wide receiver taken. Actually, I think the Ravens have done pretty well for themselves. The Ravens have had a really great I, mean, I think getting Queen in the first round was yeah. a, a good value. Just smart pick. Uh, just well, it was one it was one of their, their biggest needs too. I mean, it just yeah, yeah I, I think it all aligned and they, he fell for whatever reason. So um yeah no they've had a they've had a great draft and, and i think that's good to add to the that you know those wide receivers there in uh in baltimore so i think that's a, that's a good pick um so let's see what's it, next what's next what's next i'm trying to think so uh, how do you then how do you rank the running backs will in, in this in this class all right i'm gonna go let me let me pull up the draft list really quick but my first two are going to be jonathan taylor and then I'm going uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire. All right. Wow. Okay. Taylor and and Hilaire. And you uh, know, then then yeah. Then I think I'm going to go. Uh, I I think I'm going to go Dobbins, Acres, Swift. Wow. That's that's interesting. So. W- okay. So but going into the draft, you yeah. you you had Swift at number two, right? Yeah, I had Jonathan Taylor at number one, and I was getting more right. flexible about it. We, I mean, we didn't have a lot of podcasts up until it, so we didn't get to talk about it a lot. Mm-hmm. But I, I was being more open to the fact that I think DeAndre Swift has a skill set that could be very valuable in the NFL. And I still think he'd be a value in rookie drafts, but I just don't – I don't know. It's such a sour taste in my mouth. And I, that shouldn't, like, cloud everything, but it, it does. Um, I think Hilaire going in the first round is massive with that pick for – for the chiefs and in that offense. So I still love the, the, the run blocking road grading offensive line that Indianapolis has. So that's still going to be number one, because I think that's just for like even touchdown potential, like his, his ceiling is so high there without even pass catching. And then Edwards Hilaire, it could take him a year to get in. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know what? Well, when I look at these five guys, it's to me, it's tough. I, I mean, I think probably Taylor and, and Edwards Hilaire probably on in like a tier one for me, but when, when it comes to, to Swift acres and, and Dobbins, they're all pretty tight for me. So I guess if I got the one Oh five and I'm drafting all running backs and one of those guys, slip, whatever guy slips to me, I think I'm happy. Um, Cause I, I still like think Swift is an amazing talent. I, I do like that Detroit landing spot a lot more than a lot of people, I think. Um, but I think obviously Cam Akers going to Los Angeles, that that's, that's good. I know their offensive line is not as good as it used to be, but he's used to running behind a really crappy offensive line. So he'll be right at home there. <laughs> and um, obviously 
going to the Ravens, I, I mean, that's, that's pretty exciting. Even if you know, he has to sit, you know, a year behind Mark Ingram or doesn't get as much time on the field as we want him to. Well, yeah. And the thing is too, is they, if Mark Ingram runs just as he did last year, we were surprised that he didn't get more banged up and he kind of did going into the playoffs. And so I, I, we forget that, that he did get banged up a little bit by the end of the year. And so I think you're going to see a pretty big opportunity for Dobbins. And it's nice if Ingram can take the early load where Dobbins doesn't look like a fool on the field with, with not enough offseason program. And so the team still has faith in him and then he can come in and do, you know, do his business. <laughs> yeah. So Keyshawn Vaughn, any, any thought of jumping him up? Oh, he's, I mean, he's jumped up like what? So no, I mean, I mean like with this group of running backs we're talking about, that's what I mean. I'm sorry. So I'm still, I'm taking AJ Dillon still over Keyshawn Vaughn. Oh yeah, I forgot about AJ Dillon, which which is I, I'm with you too. Oh yes, I didn't forget about him, but oh, how could you forget? Such a big, <laughs> he's such a big, sturdy fella. man. Uh, I'm so excited for AJ. It's at Ryan. It's crazy to me that he went in the second round and he went to a, a team that has a great offense. Even though their offensive line might be a little bit different, uh, Aaron Jones has not been the stigma of a good. Uh, like a well-behaved person outside of the team, getting caught with pot that one time. Right. With now this, this pick just says a lot about what they think with their running back room at this moment, that they thought this was a big enough need and that AJ Dillon was a big enough value that they took him in the second round. And I also just think, I think AJ, he's just really good. He is good. And, and it's definitely going to hurt, um, uh, you know, just – uh, Aaron Aaron Jones, I forgot his name for a second. <laughs> Already forgetting about him Be- because he's he's a free agent next year. They're probably not going to resign him. He's going to be too expensive. Uh, so yeah. yeah, no. I, and, so I think and, and he's going to take away goal line work, Dylan from Jones. Yeah, and heavy, 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 heavy speculation. What if something's going on with Aaron Jones that we don't know about? Yeah, that, that's a possibility. I, I mean. I suppose, but I, I feel mean, like that would have come out. Heavy, but. heavy, 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 <laughs> heavy, 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 heavy speculation. But I mean, second round's really high for H.J. Dillon. Nobody had him in the second round. Uh, I, I think our friend um, Paul Perticchese did have him in the second round, or at least, oh. at least day, t- at least day two. But Paulie P's like a savant, so that doesn't count. <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, yeah, there weren't too many mock drafts, if any, that I saw. Uh, going into this that had him going in the second round. Uh, and then uh, right about that. just got picked up by the Titans. Oh, really? The explosive little guy from uh, Appalachian State goes to the Titans. So yeah. The Deion Lewis replacement. And we all know how valuable Deion Lewis was last year. <laughs> well, a lot of people like, like Evans. I, I mean, uh, you know, like uh, Daniel Jeremiah loves him and Bucky Brooks and some other people, you know, I've listened to that they, he's got a lot of love. I mean, I think that, uh, I think Paul was talking about a little bit. I think Waldman likes him too. Yeah. Series, yeah. So. And, I, and I think too, Derek Henry isn't infallible. So, but behind the, and they, they redrafted for what Conklin left right to the, the Browns. So they, they drafted Conklin's replacement. You could have like run blocking is a lot easier to, to refill than pass blocking in the NFL. So maybe, uh, if that's still a good little stash. I'm I'm having a hard time liking like I, I keep I keep on liking where these running backs are going and by the round and by the historical values of that, but we're gonna have to make some lines in the sand here, Ryan, for where we're pivoting to wide receivers. So in a non super No, track, no we're not. No we're not. <laughs> Let's take running backs. Yeah. I so got like, wide receivers on my, my teams. 
but where do you stop? So in a non-superflex draft, to me, I'm taking uh, Swift, Taylor, Edwards, Slayer, Cam Bakers, and J.K. Dobbins before I take any wide receivers. And I might even put A.J. Dillon up there. Yes. I might even take A.J. That's six spots. The first six picks are running backs now. In yeah. my like. That's oh. fine. What's oh. wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with that. That's great. There are a lot of running backs. That we, we, I, think, I, I think the fact that A.J. Dillon – has the draft capital tied to him that, that we didn't necessarily think he was going to get. It just makes this, this running back class deeper. And I think that's awesome. And you're going to be able to wait because I think that, um, I think that Dylan's going to go after Keyshawn Vaughn a lot of drafts because people are going to love that Tampa Bay landing spot. You just yeah, well, why would you not, you know, right, like, right. He, like Keyshawn Vaughn going to there. That's fine. If, if he's older, but still gets those two years of production with Tom Brady and he's RB 15, whatever overall, that's a big win. Yeah. So maybe, like, I, would, I mean, it's a hard, like, depending on what your rookie draft is, what kind of offseason programs and spec, you know, whatever. It's uh, it's so interesting. He's third, so many running backs this year in the first three rounds that are relevant. Last year, we were scrambling. We were just, we were propping up guys who were clear cuffs, uh, like Damian Harris and uh, Alexander Hamilton. I kid, I kid. Alexander <laughs> Madison. <laughs> Uh, Alexander Madison just says, "Just you wait." Just to say, wait. well, let's let's wait till Delvin Cook uh, holds out, and and then Madison is a you know running back one this year. So just just pump the brakes there a little bit. I mean, Delvin Cook will just hold out with another knee injury. It's fine. <laughs> or that that works too. Yeah, uh, I think Delvin Cook holding out would be the, one of the biggest mistakes of his career, a la Melvin Gordon. Yeah, so the Green Bay just took a tight end here in the third round. The oh my uh, tight, tight end from uh, uh, Cincinnati. I, I'll be honest, I, I've really not been tuned into too many of these tight ends uh, other than, you know, the, the, what I thought was obvious guys, but this is a guy I've never heard of that went into the third round. I mean, maybe I heard of him, I just don't. I really, I really, 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 truly want to hate on Green Bay's draft, except that my love for A.J. Dillon is clouding my vision, and it's a... You know, they're doing a horrible job. They're doing a horrible job. Well, we think they are. We'll see how it plays out in a couple of years. If, if A.J. Dillon is... No, they're uh, in a win-now window. You don't draft tight ends and back of quarterbacks. A.J. Oh, Dillon can help them win now. He can help them win now. Yeah, if A.J. Dillon has 1,500 rushing yards and dominates the playoffs, we'll, we'll call it a day. It can happen. I mean, I, I think he can help, and who knows, maybe this tight end can help them too. Um, it's not that on my, my app. Oh, uh, DeGarda, Josiah Gadara. From oh, Cincinnati. yeah, I had him as the like third tight end off the board, too. Yeah, John Bosch may be popping on, so we can we can ask him about if he joins us about that guy. Um, oof, okay. Um, where do you put Zach Moss then? Okay, let's say so after Dylan, you start drafting wide receivers. How long until you think about Keyshawn Vaughn and, and even Zach Moss? That's like later in the second round for you. Yeah, I want to just – so I think I'm taking a bunch of wide receivers before Zach Moss. And I'm definitely taking Keyshawn Vaughn over Zach Moss. Uh, and is your like, first wide receiver still Rager? Now you've slept on it for 24 hours? Uh, uh, yes, I think it still is. <laughs> it's hard, Ryan, because I, I, I like – it's, it's, it's going to sound odd – but I don't mind CD Lamb as the number one wide receiver in Dallas. 
the, and the more I, I think about it, and, and I've heard a few people talk about it today, I, I you know, it, it, you got it, remember Dynasty, you got to look long term. And I think Judy is the best wide receiver in this class. And I think he is the one guy that could ascend to be like this wide receiver one. And I think he could do it in Dallas. I mean, Amari Cooper is so inconsistent. And Michael Gallup, although I think Michael Gallup is pretty talented, he doesn't. Is that is it my internet or yours? So that, that is my one hesitation. You pass on him, and then you, you might regret it. I, I missed all of that. Yeah, my internet connection was unstable. Oh, I was okay. just talking. About, long story short, C.D. Lamb, I like him. Um, I, I may regret passing on him for some of these running backs at the end of the day. I mean, I I, I, I do think he's really really good. Yeah, I, I don't fault anybody for taking the running backs over the wide receivers, but I do think that that landing spot in Dallas isn't bad for him to be that, you know, thunder, or he's like the lightning to Mark Cooper's thunder or something like that. Uh, so I, I, I don't know. He's the, he's the, he's the yak guy versus Mark Cooper had, I mean, he had some big, you know, pass catches last year. Mark Cooper also hasn't been like the staple of health. He's had a lot of like lower body injuries that he's played through. And when he has played through him, he hasn't been a great fantasy producer. So I, I still I think I'm thinking so I I I I just like Rager enough and I think Philadelphia is a good enough landing spot where I do I'd i I think I think I might go Rager for inst, to try to then capitalize on his value versus C D. But again, in this season that we're going into, uh probably gonna prop up running backs anyway. Well, you know, one thing, though, I think we might have forgot about last night, or maybe we didn't, was it's not like Philadelphia has no wide receivers. One of the issues they had last year is all the wide receivers were broken. Um, and that, that might be different this year with Deshaun Jackson. Maybe he can come back healthy. Um, you know, Alshon could maybe come back healthy. So maybe the ceiling is not as high for Rager as we want it to be. Because if those guys are healthy, and I know that's a big, big if, um, if you're looking to capitalize on, on, you know, value among the wide receiver group, like you talked about, I, I don't know. I don't think there's any guarantee that any of these wide receivers are going, going to have years that of course there's never a guarantee, but I don't look at any of them and think, Oh, you know, this guy, I got, I got a really good feeling. He's going to put up a big rookie season. Yeah. And I think our Sega Whiteside could still like prop back up again. I think he's a great buy. Actually. I mean, he's, he had a lost rookie year. He was lost out there. There's you could you could explain away it in, in multiple ways other than just him being bad, and that he I don't know I could still see him becoming a great contributor to a fantasy team. What about guys like Nicole Hardman, Paris Campbell? Uh, you know, wide receivers last year that were second round wide receivers. Some people were pretty excited about them. Um, didn't really do a terrible amounts in uh, 2019. I still, I, yeah, I still really like Paris Campbell. Because I think this draft has, has, you know, in theory hurt his value because um, I think they see that, you know, adding Pittman to that wide receiver core and um, – Pittman's uh, just another tight end. He's the six, he's the Eric Ebron of the team now. Well, well uh, but, but I, I mean the perception out there may be that, oh, yeah, Indianapolis, that um, he's, he's not going to be as – used like I want him to be used, so – I could be wrong on that. This is my own perception of things. Well, it's hard to hard to really judge a player like player like uh, like him developing. Like 
he could completely fall out of the league quickly. Uh, or Paris Campbell could be used better in that Indianapolis offense and stay healthy. What he got hurt, like what? Like it was pretty early on last year when he, he had like a couple explosive plays and then got hurt. And that's always, is, is he, is he not ready for the NFL? Is his body not ready for the abuse that it's going to put on you? Is he going to get hurt again? Then he's just kind of done. Yeah. Like that, they, and also the, I mean, and this was said before, the Colts just needed to, to bolster their wide receiver core. When you had Zach Pascal as your number one wide receiver at some point in time, that's a big mistake. I think we've got a guest joining us, Will. Oh, ho, 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 ho. It, it is the biggest uh, Jalen Rager supporter you'll ever meet. Kane, what's going Are on? Are you lying? You know still, he, he still has Tyler Johnson, wide receiver one. Welcome. Not you, you that bad. You, you almost got in trouble on Twitter, man. That someone was really going after you at it hard about that. They really got angry, didn't they? <laughs> I can guarantee you, they're a Philly fan. <laughs> yeah, wait, that's wait, probably wait, wait. that's probably pretty good odds. <laughs> a Philly fan getting angry online? Not possible. Shocker. They just injected themselves with some bleach, and they're raring to go. Yeah, apparently that's just all you need to do, right? Stay healthy. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm trying to figure out the Zoom thing. I don't normally do this. Oh, you're doing, well, you're, you're doing great. great. We already have it figured out. We hear you. If, if you, you know, you're, we, we hear your TV in the background, but... Uh, oh, you want me to turn it down? Uh, maybe. <laughs> There's not a lot to see. <laughs> um, so, Kane, what, what are you thinking about um, um, this, this draft so far? And uh, Do you play in a lot of Superflex leagues? You, you're a Superflex guy, right? I play in one, one oh, quarterback one. league. Okay. The rest what, are all super flex. That's what I thought. That's that's the mainstream here. Even, even though DLF hasn't figured that out yet for whatever reason, that is that is the mainstream. Right. Um, I'm hoping that changes. Uh, but anyway, that's another hint there. So what are you thinking about this draft? I, I mean, if I look at this and I see all of these, I mean, it feels like we've had 100 wide receivers taken. <laughs> you know, just the first two rounds alone looks like 13. Uh, you got some go off in the third round. Running back, landing spots seem to be good in the second round. You got some quarterbacks taken early. You got to be excited about. So, what are your overall thoughts? Yeah, it seems it seems to me my top eight are pretty locked. Yeah. Okay. At this point, um, right? You have five running backs, three quarterbacks. That should be your top eight in superflex. I don't think there's a landing spot of any of these receivers that should be above any of these running backs. Yeah, we were – this is perfect. We were just talking about that. We were just yeah, talking yeah. about the – yeah, we're, the Fancy Joes are we're team running back, generally speaking. And uh, we were talking about last night. I think it was Elvin Silva, like, looked at wide receivers taken to the first round the past, I don't know, it was a decade or something. And, and if you look at those those numbers, those hit rates, it's, it's pretty scary out there. I, I, wide receivers are, are tough to evaluate. And I know this is a new era of the NFL, but they really scare me taking the, them in, in, our, in rookie drafts. And, and I feel you, you miss an opportunity with these – running backs too i mean we've got some real you know potential fantasy studs coming out so what what is your number one running back okay uh, or you want to you want to you want to share so i have right now i have um two guys that are in a tier of their own and that's jonathan taylor and um swift and deandre swift all right that, so i'm glad because i, I was you know i, I think that Swift, it just seems to me, at least some things I've seen on Twitter and in league chats, that people 
really like the landing spots for running backs, but they don't like it for Swift. And I think it, I think it's great for Swift. So do you think that he's going to slide well, a little bit? Well, if, if you, well, so first I'll just dive into um, if we look at the track record of the offensive coordinator, which is obviously Daryl Bevel. So first he started – yeah. With Minnesota and Adrian Peterson. Then he went to Marshawn Lynch and rode him hard. And then he went to, you know, Chris Carson. And then now he has another Belka running back. Uh, so we, we have to expect that, you know, provided Swift can stay healthy, that he's going to be the guy all season long. Yeah. And also when, uh, when, uh, uh, Marshawn Lynch got hurt, he rode Thomas Rawls really hard. Like Daryl Bevel is a one running back per game guy. Right. And well, that, you I can even really... see it last year with the Lions, right? So as soon as um, Carrion got hurt, then we saw, um, was it Ty? Ty Johnson? T- yeah. Get, get the workload. And then after that, we saw one other guy. Like, it's Bo Scarborough. Bo Scarborough. Scarborough. From yeah, the so, ashes, like the Phoenix rising from so the like, dust. We clearly have seen a track record with Daryl Bevel that he's going to ride these guys hard, oh, which wow. means for fantasy, we want them for – you know, four or five years. We also saw Wes Hills go two touchdowns in a game, right? We've I seen it he, all I with Daryl Bevel. Too. He's a monster. He's a horrible offensive coordinator, but loves oh, to yeah. run, loves to run running backs into the dirt. So I think I, I didn't really think about that before, Ryan. And Kane, that's a great point. Yeah. So I, I Swift will fall. Um, so I, I would assume that Swift's going to be the at least the third running back off the board. Um, and I, you know. Clyde Edwards-Alaire is a great fit in Kansas City. Um, you know, the, the best part about Clyde is you're always going to get that receiving floor. Um, so you know he's at least going to get, what, 50 catches a year. So in these PPR leagues, that's really going to help. But the, the issue is, can we really see Clyde Edwards-Alaire getting, you know, the 200-plus touches a game, or excuse me, a season, um, that we want from a bell cow running back? Like that, I'm not sure. Could we could we possibly see you know what Miles Sanders could do with Philadelphia you know like that 175 touch 60 70 target season absolutely and does that make him running back one yes it does on that offense so I think you know there's a possibility that you can always put him um, in that top tier as well um, I I try to really stick to the tiers that I have and not let landing spot have someone jump a tier. But I think if someone's going to do that, it's going to be Edwards Alaire just based on his landing spot. Yeah. Well, we talked about this beforehand and I had a hard time not taking Swift fifth out of, out of the group, but I, I don't think that's like a terrible opinion, but I'm not super solid on it. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm just curious you know, with, with all these running backs, like the thing I'm really curious about is like, are people going to draft Keyshawn Vaughn really high now? Yes. Is the answer. They are. (laughs) The buzz we're seeing is that, yeah. So that's, that's one I want, I want to really look at. I think um, JK Dobbins went to a perfect fit. Um, He's a zone run monster. And so they went to the team that runs more zone reads than anyone else. Um, Perfect fit there. You know, you have um, Cam Akers going to the Rams um, confused me a little bit um, just because the Rams love to run that zone, that zone concept and they didn't get, you know, they didn't go for J.K. Dobbins. So that confused me a little bit. Um, but I can see how Cam Akers would fit in that offense as well. 
And the, you know, these top five running backs in these spots, you know, I'm not taking a wide receiver over them. Yeah. All winners. Oh yeah, absolutely. And you know, and then AJ Dillon gets second round draft oh, capital, and I'm just <laughs> woo. Yeah. We're I've, been awesome. touting, yeah. I've been touting AJ Dillon for so long, and so, uh, every every time someone asks, "How can you like AJ Dillon? He's not going to go day two. and I said, "Someone's going to fall in love with that crazy size and speed combo." And lo and behold, second round draft capital. Yeah, I'm having a hard time not falling harder in love with A.J. Dillon to put that sixth running back in front of the wide receivers. Uh, that's where I, I draw the line. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just well. having a hard time. Like, yeah. it's not like – yeah, this is like this is not like a, a hard and fast passion, I'm going to cry about it opinion. But uh, it, it was also somebody who's like, oh, I don't like that pick. And I said, my pants are already off. <laughs> Thank you, J.J. It's, it's a really good off. pick. I, I don't really like the Packers draft, though. Oh, no, no, it's awful. Which is great because I'm a Vikings fan, <laughs> but I want their offense to be good for fantasy. So like, they they you know they lost on the offensive line, they lost on the defense, and they have replaced it with a backup quarterback and a running back that I, I think could easily take over the backfield. But he doesn't, you know, he doesn't have the the pass catching chops of what they have now. Yeah. Ooh, Patriots trading up. It's weird. Um, but yeah, I think, I think AJ Dillon totally has the ability to, um, get drafted or excuse me, not get drafted, but you know, <laughs> be, he yes, has he that ability. We've it's seen a hot that take right there. It's been a long day. <laughs> um, but you know, we, I think he needs, for me, he's the running back six. He was before this. I think this only cements that place. I think Keyshawn Vaughn is going to be a big mover, and I think he's going to get overdrafted. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I think we're, we, we're locked up with you on that. Um, it, it does seem, though, the buzz we're seeing in league chats and stuff is that uh, people are excited about Keyshawn Vaughn going to Tampa Bay. I, I mean, obviously, you got to like the landing spot, but you, you got to – got to keep that in check sometimes man people get in love with that landing spot but you got but you so, got to look at the talent Oof. can i make fun of will's favorite college team real quick of course anytime hey will how does it feel to have the third best recruiting in 2021 out of all the teams in just the big 10 west uh i mean we've never had good recruiting classes i, I don't, I don't that's, know why that's, that's not true yeah. you were top 30 last year yeah it's fine it doesn't really worry me all right, I just thought I'd ask because Minnesota's on a recruiting roll. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. As soon as Minnesota beats Iowa, we'll, we'll discuss it. Two years ago? No, that didn't count. not that time. <laughs> oh, okay. I, did, I don't know which times count anymore. And, and, only, when, only when both teams are ranked. Oh, so when you were ranked and we weren't and we still beat you, that didn't count? No, that's just oh, like oh. Iowa, Iowa playing down to the competition. Oh, <laughs> you played down so hard you lost. I see. The thing is, I don't see Minnesota as as big of rival as Minnesota fans do. Oh no, you're not our biggest rival. Yeah, yeah. We're but you guys. I mean, you're just you've been so much worse than your rivals in the past. It's, it's you're trying to find new ones. No, we've had the same one uh, with Wisconsin for 150 years. Does Wisconsin feel that what? way? Yes, they do. <laughs> what do they, what do you guys play for? What is the, the trophy? There's like some is I, with I Wisconsin. It's the axe. The axe. That's what I thought. That's a, that's we play a for a pig, right? 
Yep, the Florida, Florida Rosedale. Rosedale. Yeah, those trophies are fun. Um, I'm just sitting over here in the corner as an Illinois fan because I, I have really no room to, to cheer about anything. Well, you guys have rivals of like Indiana, uh, <laughs> Northwestern, and they beat us, Purdue. sadly. Um, yeah, yeah, not, not pretty sadly. <laughs> rival, so it, it sucks to be an Illinois football fan because they're just, I, I guess they're getting incrementally better. But uh, Beckman really set them back uh, big time. It was just a, the worst hire ever, and he could not recruit to save his life. So. They're digging out of a big hole. And I don't know, know that Levy is exactly the best fit either. But anyway, that, a, that was a uh, big win against Wisconsin, though. That was that was big. Yeah, that was big. So uh, and they're probably coming up a little bit. But I think as an Illinois fan, the best I can ever hope for is just to, you know, maybe get it get it to a crappy bowl game every year. You know, maybe once uh, a decade you have a team that goes to a New Year's Day bowl. It's, you know, low expectations for me for Illinois there football. So. And what's funny, uh, Kane, is uh, I, I do root for Minnesota outside of when they play Iowa. It's good for the local economy. Well, Everybody's happier when Minnesota's winning. I think just overall, like, the if we're just talking, you know, Big Ten West in general, like, the more, you know, the more good teams that there are in the West, the better, right? It just yeah. helps everyone else in the West when you're, you know, losses to ranked teams – mean less and wins against good teams mean more. So I don't, I don't think, you know, Minnesota finally being on the rise should, should be bad. I think it's terrific for everyone in general. Yeah. It's always a good thing when programs are on the rise in, in the big 10 and um, that's what you need. I I mean, I remember some of the glory days when, yeah, you know, the big 10 was the, the, the best, conference in the country or at least it took turns other conferences being the best conference in the, conference in the country when you had as much as i hate michigan and ohio state you know when those teams are are good and michigan's been down for a while it's this is better for the big 10 right and if everyone else yeah it, i mean ohio best, state needs to go through some down years hey I, I hate those teams maybe, but i'm maybe, saying maybe that, like a decade of down because michigan michigan had their down years when they had a uh, what's his face that came from west virginia <laughs> And then ended up in Arizona. They had a few bad years. They've been down for a while now. I mean, I, I would still say Michigan football is, I mean, down compared to how it has been historically. Yeah. And one of the most boring games I've ever watched in my entire life was Iowa-Michigan last year. Just, just well, terrible. I, I think I think overall just what sets things up for Michigan is like they recruit so well and they're constantly a top 10 recruiting class. And then every year they can't follow through with the recruits that they get. Yeah, I think that's what really kills Michigan in a lot of people's eyes. But like every year they'll start, you know, ranked top 15 and every year they'll end ranked top 25. But their wins aren't pretty and their losses aren't pretty. So their games just aren't pretty. So it's, it's really tough if I were to be a Michigan fan. Thank heavens I'm not. All right. Well, that was uh, Big Ten football this week with Fancy Joe's. <laughs> that was uh, <laughs> and that Debbie underscore Kane. I'll get more uh, emphatic next time, Kane, that we chat. No, that, that's. All I right. hope we have a college season. And she's like, I'm, I'm hoping. Any of these um, third round tight ends excite you, Kane? That are going off the board? Would we just see Dalton Keene, tight end from Mich- uh, Virginia Tech, <laughs> going to the Patriots? That's what they traded up for. That's back-to-back tight ends for the Patriots. Yeah, they're just they're loading up. Going back no, to the glory days. I, <laughs> these don't excite me. 
<laughs> uh, ain't about it. What's uh? What's your what's your most exciting under the radar pick so far that you feel like you're an outlier on um, fantasy wise? Can I still say AJ Dillon, or is that that doesn't count in this grouping? Um, I think if he would have landed anywhere better, it'd be Lynn Bowden Jr. Um, but I really dislike him going to the Raiders. Yeah, I kind of like I kind of like Brian Edwards going to the Raiders. Oh, that's a good pick. But you know, Which is, it's funny that they're both Raiders and they're back-to-back picks. I think I think the thing that really gets me with Lynn Bowden Jr. is that he's such a huge weapon, and he can be used in the run game. He can be used in the pass game, um, so he can really do it all. And then he, because he's not clearly a um, true wide receiver yet, right? Because obviously his last year at Kentucky, he ended up playing quarterback due to injuries. Um, yeah. so he was the Wildcat quarterback and actually led the SEC in rushing at over seven yards a carry. Um, but you add all that together and um, you you think that he should be a really great prospect, but then he goes to a team that doesn't often, um, let's just say they're not really forward thinking with their play calling. And, you know, right now, Lynn Bowden Jr. is going to need manufactured touches as he, you know, works on the rest of his game. And I don't think he's going to get that. And I think he might fall to the wayside a little bit, but I love him as a player. Yeah. Um, Darrington Evans going to the Titans is super interesting. Because I struggle, this, this, I struggle with it. Well, because I'm I want to be, I want to be happier about it, but I, I just uh, like, well, I'm just wondering, does that mean that Derrick Henry's not getting re-signed then? You know, he's on the franchise tag right now. Does that mean that Derrick Henry's not going to get a new contract because they just wasted third-round draft capital on a running back? I think that just means, yeah, or it could mean that he's he's back there as a, a potential high upside pick, and next year they take a first-round running back or something well, like that. I could also honestly see them, you know, re-signing, finding a way to re-sign Derrick Henry and having Darrington Evans – now have that um Deion Lewis role well yeah when Deion Lewis was healthy and younger um he was effective in that role <laughs> yeah and I think I think you could honestly have have a guy like that um in that offense knowing that Derrick Henry's not only going to catch what 25 passes a year for for like a thousand yards somehow because at the end of the games on screen passes oh yeah he's going 90 yeah uh, <laughs> I think something that we haven't discussed yet, and, and Ryan too, uh, how about the, the potential rise at this point in time for James Conner? He's kind of escaped the draft. For one year. Yeah. <laughs> what, more do you, what, what, what more do you want for, for a, the starting running back there going into his fourth year? Well, I, we have to expect that he's not going to get resigned. Yeah, that's what I mean. Right. At least you can get one more year out of him. Right, but then the question comes like, what are you, what are you willing to buy him for? Yeah, I'm, I'm not giving like, up a first round rookie him pick for him. him. Yeah, and I'm I'm not going to sell for less than the two hundred two. Okay, superflex, I assume. Right. Yeah. So I'm. I, my guess is he's going to die on rosters. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm going I, to I, pump and dump him though this year. Yeah, I guess that's your play. You just you 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 hold on to him. I mean, you could shop him now, see what you can get, because you know he he now has recovered some some value that he's lost, and or or you hold on to him, and if you're not a contender, um, you, you sell him to someone at the deadline, right? I mean, you know, yeah. I don't know how much you could get for him, but probably the smart th- thing is to sell him now. Well, we have to see, you know, if you want to sell him at the deadline, we have to see a boom from him. Like we, he needs to go off the first couple of games or something. Um, or else we're not going to be able to sell him for anything. And I'm of not course, going to sell him for peanuts. Yeah, you're, ga- you're gambling that he's going to have a, a good year, a good stretch of games, and, and that right. certainly is a gamble. Right. Yeah. Yeah, running backs are so crazy with, with, with value because if you uh, – Kane, we were talking about the um, carry-ons class where we were so excited at the time. We were excited about Royce Freeman and his landing spot and uh, Rojo and – and, and all, all these guys that, that now, just a mere couple of years later, were like, okay, in that class we had Saquon and we had Nick Chubb, and um, that was pretty much it off the top of my head. So it's, it's right. so funny. Running backs just – you just have to go year to year with these guys because you just – you know, they get hurt, something happens. Yeah, they're so volatile. Um, so, it, you know, it, it both gives credence to – try to get one stud on your team that you can have for four or five years, but it also gives credence to that zero running back, right? Because you can plug and play so many guys for one or two years that that will have some, you know, top 24 fantasy games. So no Vikings, just make the pick. Don't trade it. (laughs) Uh, Another one, like, so, like, I, we, I kind of thought Rashad Penny would survive the draft, but then now Chris Carson has, too, through the first three rounds, basically. Uh, I think he put some interest into them. The The Niners didn't go with any running back of any, like, value. They just drafted another wide receiver, which is mm-hmm. an interesting pick there. Um, they, we, we've just seen teams that have kind of these fringe running backs. Like, the, the Falcons didn't take a running back in the first three rounds at this point. And I don't think they have a, a a pick left here. So, you know, like, are we boosting Todd Gurley for next year? I know it's, again, a short-term answer. But even in Dynasty, when you go to running backs, a one-year answer isn't a bad thing. Uh, Le'Veon Bell easily survived it. It's a uh, – I don't know. Yeah, so I think I think those are some guys that that I'm targeting. So, like, here's here's some possible trades that, like, that I would be – okay with going for like let's say that i have a guy like um like so like devin singletary right people still believe that with even with the addition of zach moss that he could still you know be the be the guy and get some receptions and 200 carries things like that so let's say you have him i would rather trade him and get a todd Gurley and a 2021 pick then just hold on to Devin Singletary. Yeah, because he had the – I told this to uh, Ryan earlier. They basically drafted the equivalent of 36-year-old Frank Gore. But Frank to, Gore was faster. Yeah. But, no, but 36-year-old Frank Gore in a foot race, it would be close at this point, I think. I think Frank would still have him. <laughs> uh, I've heard that Zach Moss is actually still running his 40. <laughs> We're going to miss – we're to miss Frank the Tank when he's when he's finally gone, just like Ryan oh, Fitzpatrick. 
we're gonna miss Ryan Fitzpatrick when he's done with the NFL. Yeah, so like I think that's just my take is I would rather you know get if I have a guy that I think has a three two or three year window um, of being a low end running back two, I'm gonna trade that for a person that has one year of a low end RB two plus something. Because yeah. I think that works out better in your long-term dynasty outlook rather than just holding on to Singletary and hoping, if that makes sense. Yeah. What about a guy like Pittman going early in the second to Indianapolis? Older, older prospect at this point in time. Huge, huge prospect coming from, you know, Debbie into college. Uh, it, it, and, but then kind of disappointed. Where do, you think, sit, where do you sit on a, like a Pittman who stayed four years? I, I think it's a great pick. The way that he fits into that offense is really, really nice. Um, so I kind of liken it to when Frank Reich was the OC at Philadelphia and we saw um, Elshon Jeffrey be fantasy relevant. He's going to take that Elshon Jeffrey role um, that does a lot of posts, digs, curls, things like that. I th- and I think that's where he's going to find a lot of his value. He's taking a drink of wine. What is that? Oh, uh, it's just water. I mean, if you have cats, you drink out of like a water bottle with a cat because they knock, she knocks over glasses uh, or dips her paw on them. I was like, damn, he's just drinking wine out of the bottle. Thug. No, it's like a, it's like a, <laughs> I mean, it's, it also kind of matches my sweatshirt, but as thuggish, ruggish as I am, it's just water. Let's say two of the NFL draft, gentlemen. I mean, of course, we're going to be drinking wine out of the bottle. This is exciting. Yeah, there you go. Man, I, I, oh, I still, I'm just, my, I mean, I knew, I, I knew this was coming, but with, with, especially with the wide receivers, but with the running back landscape, looking at it as it's unfolded in the draft, I'm, I'm just so excited. Especially about Superflex drafts. It's, it's going to be so fun and so crazy. And it's always fun in these drafts. One of my favorite things, Kane, is to see how, how people see, see the board differently, you know, and, and, you know, we all play in leagues with people that are more casual. Some they are more hardcore. You've got, you know, tape guys, there's analytics guys, and they see these players differently and they, they gauge them differently. I just, it's going to be fun this year. It always is fun, but man, there's just so much talent. It seems. This draft just also got a lot deeper with where running backs went this year. Yeah, we didn't see any of the top five get wasted, um, which I I assumed like one would, because I just thought Gettleman would would take one, you know, just for shits and giggles. <laughs> yeah. Well, but I can't he, trade down. It's against my beliefs. So. Yeah. So it, you know, we didn't see anyone like draft one of the top five running backs and waste that. So you know, I guess that's good for us, but at the same time. Um, it's going to be tough picking between them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mostly in wide receivers, too. Right. Okay, so can you, we know you're heavy early with, with running backs, but, but what about quarterbacks? Are you, are you, if memory serves, you were number one on Tua last, when we had our podcast, yeah, which was months am. ago. Still on, yeah. I'm, I think the best method right now is – um, if you're a Tua guy, trade 101 for 102 plus. You know, if the guy really wants Burrow and he won't take Tua, I'll trade out of that pick. 
get my preferred quarterback and get a little something. If not, um, I'm still probably going to take Joe Burrow at the 101, even though I don't like him as much, because I think he's going to have immediate fantasy return. Yeah, in, in super in super flex, I think I'm going one of the, I think I'm going Taylor first still. At the one hundred and one, yeah. Why? Uh, for immediate <laughs> immediate return. I mean, and Joe Burrow will start. Yeah, but the with the quarterback landscape is is so deep now. I'm not worried about acquiring more quarterbacks at this point in time that you can't trade another player for one or figure out a deal for somebody else that will put up more fantasy stats faster than what Burrow will. Well, I, you know, you, you do you and I wish I, you and I played in the league together. <laughs> uh, because, right, so 32 quarterbacks is all that can start, um, but 40, 40 plus running backs are going to put up some stats that every week that won't be bad. So, yeah, I realize the difference between, you know, a top-tier running back and the rest. And Jordan, Jonathan Taylor isn't even my RB1, so that ain't it. Um, so that that's just me. I will always take the quarterback because um, quarterbacks seem to get hurt more often than stud running backs. And so I want to just get that value as soon as possible uh, because I know that as soon as – you know, Burrow's going off the board at, what, QB 11 right now? So that means you're taking him at about the 301 in startups. So that means I can trade him for any running back basically beyond that plus, and I'm easily getting a return on my investment. Yeah, I think in Superflex Leagues, if you've got the 101 or 102 and, and, and you want one of those running backs, so yeah, I mean, definitely use that to your advantage. That's what you're going to do, Will, right? If you got the 101 um, and, and you don't want to take Burrow or Tua and you want one of those running backs, you're, you're going to try to trade back a little bit, right? I mean, that's the, the smart play because well, yeah, on the clock, the 101. The, the QB needy team that wants to move up for that, assuming that I have – well, and it, even like team build agnostic because you can trade during the offseason – and I, I don't think quarterbacks are going to start hot, and especially going into this year with no offseason program, I think running backs are going to integrate a lot faster than quarterbacks as a general assumption, which could be easily wrong. But the, then that accrued value for a stud running back and the points that they're going to produce versus the quarterback, let's say Burrow puts up like the 15th best quarterback season this year, that versus the, the 22nd best quarterback isn't going to be as big of a difference if, Jonathan Taylor is like the fifth best running back versus the, you know, 15th best running back. It's going to be a massive chasm there. So week over week, I'll be, you know, accumulate wins and hopefully into the playoffs, be able to win that uh, ideally, you know, win that league and then call, call it a day. So do you believe then that you're going to be able to trade Jonathan Taylor for Joe Burrow plus? Uh, I, I think in equivalent value. Yes. I don't think. But what that, would the equivalent equivalent value be then? Uh, I mean, another starting quarterback, let's say in the the fifteen to twenty range, plus a second round pick. Okay, I disagree, but but that's okay. I th- I think honestly that, and and my uh, quarterback lover, just hopped on. Um, but yeah, I John, think. By the way, I love John. Um, 
but I think I think I'm still taking quarterbacks at 101 and 102. And I think what is really exciting is when does Herbert slide into those top five running backs? What's up, John Bosch? How are you? I am doing just fine, guys. How are you doing? Awesome. I mean, this has been a great draft, hasn't it? I mean, it's hard not to be excited. Oh, it has been fun. I mean, I'm I'm pretty excited for my rookie auctions and rookie drafts. I would like I can't wait to see where all this goes. I'm ready to <laughs> do a mock with you guys tonight. I I set up my top 24, so I'm ready to blaze through. Nice. <laughs> awesome. Um any what are hey, what are some Jumbosh hot takes from this draft the first first two, two days do you have anything that you want to want to throw out there that you think people will disagree with you on oh you know i don't ever have hot takes uh, <laughs> something somebody might disagree i don't i don't think so i don't think I, I mean i don't honestly i think this draft has led it to be somewhat straightforward at the beginning um i mean the the biggest thing that i've had some people tell me that they won't do that i'll do is I'll take Herbert at 103. Uh, I'm not ready to go running back right there in a super flex. I will take the my top three in a super flex or quarterback, quarterback, quarterback. And that's pretty easy for me. And then I want nothing to do. I mean, absolutely zero. Will not take Love. Will not take Hurts in the, in, anywhere in the second round. And I think that's where, where they will probably go. So I will end up having zero of those guys. I'm fascinated to see what happens with Hertz because uh, that Philadelphia landing spot is is interesting and and probably not in a good way. Um, yeah, so I'm not putting two, I'm not putting two years into a guy who's not going to have his value. He has zero chance for his value to increase. The only thing that can happen is his value goes down, unless there's an injury. <laughs> That's not an investment that I'm making banking on an injury. That's just crazy. Yeah, especially not in this class, too, because when you're going to have to make a decision, there's going to be some really intriguing players still on the board for you to Plenty of running backs and wide receivers that can rise in value. So you want to – you threw that idea of starting a, starting a mock here. I have it randomized if you guys want. Anybody else jumping in, or is it, uh, is it us four through? It's a, it's, a, it's a pretty small drafter party tonight, John. No, that works for me. Yeah, I, I, as you know, other people have been invited to jump on, but we, I, I don't know who else is going to jump on. It, it, it's it midnight. Later, so. Yeah, it's midnight, <laughs> so probably not too many. Um, but that's fine. Let's let's do this. Um, let, oh, let's start. It so, looks it looks like Peter might be hopping on. Yeah, I think he said he was coming over after. He uh, just said still going, so I told him, "Yep." All right. Hold on, I got to re-randomize it now. Kane, you had the one on one, but that's gone. That's all right. You From knew now, it was going to be. We literally talked about this three I, minutes I ago. John, we're just we're just happy out having a little bit of discussion of uh, the top running backs versus quarterbacks in the in the rookie draft. But it's all right. I, I, I do. Assume we're, I assume we're doing super flex, right? I mean, oh, of course we are. No, okay. Only one quarterback, John. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> one quarterback. I'm out of here. One quarterback. All all flex. Uh, two tight ends, though. Oh, hard pass. <laughs> I, I there's, wish there's no tight ends of interest to me yet. Double kicker. Yeah. You're banned. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Is, is, uh, Ryan, you confirming Peter right now? You got him on the, I, I don't see him. On your, I don't, second, I don't, on your I don't, second home line. I don't think he's connected. So 
if we're, if we're waiting for him. He, he's we'll kill a couple of minutes. So I, I wish we could um, mock an auction because I, I, it's always auctions are always fascinating in, in rookie auctions. There's there's Peter um, are always interesting and it, it's it's going to be fun to jump in those auctions, John, and, and see see how people perceive these guys. There's no way to mock an auction. It wouldn't help you anyways. No, I wouldn't. You can it, would, it would take forever because I'm waiting till the end of that clock. <laughs> I'm doing uh, – so I, I, I'm running 10 leagues right now. Somebody asked this question on Twitter the other day about auctions. And I said I'm literally running 10 of these same exact leagues, same setup. These all basically started within probably the last, what, three or four weeks. The results are all over the board. I mean, the prices for the same player in all 10 auctions – different and in some auctions different by a lot so you can't you can't compare auctions from one to the other there's just it, everyone's its own thing which is what makes it so much fun yeah it, it, indeed it is it just depends who you're playing with how, how people value guys it's so much fun hey peter howard how you doing pretty good bud yourself good you're looking good peter <laughs> he grew that beard. Start off with a lie. <laughs> no, I mean you look good, man. I like it. I like the I like the hair. Less since I last saw you, looking looking good, man. You look like a rundown version <laughs> well, of Ryan Reynolds. And it should shave again. Thank you. Take Appreciate that beard it. off. Honestly, a rundown version of Ryan Reynolds. It's still really good. Like, yeah, I take that any day. If somebody said that, I'll take that. I'll, yeah, I'll, I would be like, oh, pants are off again. How did that happen? <laughs> I haven't worn pants in weeks. What are you talking about? Yeah. Um, I'm at home. No need for pants. But you, you, uh, moved the, yeah. you moved out of the basement. Uh, no, still basement, different room. This is actually the office instead of the storage room that I've been resigned to before now. Okay. <laughs> Congratulations <laughs> on the upgrade. Happy yeah, yeah. Well, I can only use it when my wife's not looking. That's 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 basically the rule. And um, so, which Las Vegas wide receiver are you drafting above Henry Ruggs? That's really what I want to know. <laughs> Extra points for all of them. Tyler Johnson, I assume he'll be on their team by the end of the year. <laughs> Pretty soon, right? Yeah. Do not trigger me, now. John Bosch. <laughs> Any day now. So what's new? What's, what's been going on over here? I just left the uh, Dynasty Dummies or the DFPN network chat, which I think those are remarkably similar Kentuckian over in that chat as well. Yeah, Look, crazy how that works. Kane, Kane was in there. Um, My commute over here was a lot faster. So, <laughs> right, Zoom helps with commutes, that's for sure. No, we just didn't react to this draft. We're about to do a mock. Um, yeah, it's been crazy. I, I'm I'm pretty pretty exhausted, man, because uh, I, the first night was exhilarating. I have to say that I was pretty shocked when uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire went to Kansas City. I just didn't see that coming. I mean, I just didn't think they would take a running back there. And it's really um, changed the thought process, I think, for a lot of people. So that was just a fun way to end the night. So I couldn't sleep, and, and, uh, and here we are. So all these skill position players gone off the board the, these first two days, it's, it's wild. So let's see how we – how we value these guys. And I, I guess I have the number one pick. Well, I, so I posted in the chat, I went through 25. We have five people. We can do uh, 25 picks. That's fine. That works. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. So, you know, it, it's interesting talking, you, you know, it's kind of since the super flex is, it's uh, um, I think I might want to trade out of the one one Cause I don't know that I want to take Joe Burrow. I think I'd rather have one of these running backs or rather trade back, but I think Joe Burrow is probably the most valuable guy. So I'll take Joe Burrow here at the oh, 101. Oh, goodness. Okay. 
Oh, and you, I see you gave me the third pick, which is fun because I didn't. I, didn't, I so I just put it into a Google sheet and then perfect. randomized the order. Oh, I, didn't, I didn't give. That's perfect. Anything. I'm glad to have the third. It's super yes, flex, you, right? So wait, Superflex. Yes. I I know we're live, but do you want? Okay. Yeah, just post your pick, I guess. Otherwise, I can continually copy and paste the the sheet. That was so post we'll picks, that way. fine. All right. All right, 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 all Yep. I, I would love you if I'm sitting there at 102 and you take a running back in front of me. Well, I mean, I just I just would try to trade it as hard as I could and then not try to pr- – like, project, projecting quarterbacks is a, uh, an exercise in frustration. And I think it, it depends on your quarterback, lead. That's quarterback, right? quarterbacks. Yeah. Projecting yeah. quarterbacks is so hard. And I think it depends on your league and how you've you your know. team, too. I mean, a lot of my teams, I'm, I'm pretty loaded at quarterback, so um, I'm going to try to trade out. Sorry, Peter, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, it's fine. I was going to say, it might be hard to project rookie quarterbacks. You know how easy it is to project rookie quarterback value? You just do this. I mean, I, 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 Josh, <laughs> like, every time Dwayne Haskins didn't improve in value. 87% of quarterbacks increase in value year two and year three. 87%. That's the highest rate of surefire value increase you'll find anywhere you want to measure a value increase. Like running backs don't do it. Wide receivers don't do it. You can't get a surefire thing. So, yeah, I'm Tua, by the way, too. <laughs> so, so I'll put it in there for you, Peter. Uh, so I'll just go ahead and piggyback on that because I think quarterbacks are easily the ones that value retains and goes up so fast in a super flex. So I'm going to take Justin Herbert at 103. That's... That's pretty easy smash pick for me. Okay. And then we have a tear break because <laughs> there's no <laughs> quarterbacks. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna cool. stick Hope with you uh, riding the idea of grabbing a rookie quarterback <laughs> in your second season because they're gone. I'm gonna add the H in there. I don't know if that. No, it doesn't feel right. Jonathan Taylor, the 104. Alright. Yeah. Th- this is where. We might actually well, 103. I think we have some debate there too. Um, does everyone agree with that, um, Herbert? Um, there, because yeah, not um, if they're taking quarterbacks or running backs at 101. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I mean, I, I know the increase in value. They they can increase in value, but I think you'd have a much more massive jump in value uh, with a running back from their rookie year to their second year than just a slight increase in value from their rookie to sophomore year. Okay, if you want to do that, it's not Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> if you want to bet on the big jump, it's Clyde Edwards Lett. All right, hold on. We got to add Ethan in here. We got yeah, Ethan got Turner joining us. What's up, Ethan? How's it going, guys? Good. We're we're excited. We're excited about this draft. The first couple of days were super exciting, and we're debating here on um on, on these picks in a super flex mock draft, which we're, we're going to throw you in. So. Quarterbacks have flown off the board. Burrow, I heard Tua. that. Herbert, yeah, yeah, I heard that. That's a little surprising to me. Um, not the first two, but Herbert at three. I think there's a little bit more debate there, but uh, so, I don't. I don't so think you can go wrong from a value perspective. What'd you say? The one hundred six? 
Perfect. Yeah. That's where I love to be. <laughs> All right. What, finish that thought though about, uh, about Herbert. Cause I, John, I see your argument for, for him. I mean, he is a, a quarterback that was, was taken at number six overall. I think it's a good situation there in Los Angeles. Um, I, I mean, I think he's, he's interesting. I think he's got some tools that, that indicate he could be a real stud. So, I mean, I don't hate the pick, um, but man, it would be tempting for me if I can't trade out to to go with one of those running backs. That's why I said it was fun that I got the one hundred and three because I, <laughs> I think I, I think a lot of people will want to go to the running back, and I will take their quarterback just quite easily. I I'm not gambling on a rookie running back right now. Uh, the the quarterback is locked in. He's not going to decrease in value. He's better than Dwayne Haskins. <laughs> Prove it. Okay, I'll let you know. Next, okay, I'll let you know next year. <laughs> Peter, can you provide some proof of the past of uh, those? Hit? Can you go over those uh, value rates again? Sure, eighty-seven. Okay, okay thanks. Quarterbacks increase or stay the same at value. All right, appreciate that. Thanks. <laughs> also, there's been one more one quarterback draft in the first twelve picks of rookie draft since two thousand and three. That was Kyla Murray, who hit a who hit. So, like, we're, we're pretty good at that. That's something I just recently ran based on DLF ADP. Since everyone went quiet, I'll just keep talking. Like, it's not like I don't want the running back. If, but if I'm talking about drafting to an unknown team in an unknown situation, I'm just drafting right. I mean, it's got to be quarterback and super flex. Yeah, I think it's and if you think... want to face me with no quarterbacks and all your running backs, that's fine. But I think I'll win week over week until you trade me way too much for one of my quarterbacks to follow the John Bush role that he taught me. <laughs> I mean, I think, I think you make a good point of just pure it, right now. It's just a draft on pure value. We don't have teams. We're not even speculating on team needs. So is there any situation? Um, I mean, let's say like, so I, I'm, I'm on the Superflex super show um, and, and we love to, uh, or I guess I should say uh, John Hogue loves to talk about taking just an exorbitant amount of, you know, just, you just take, you just load up on quarterbacks um, in startup drafts where you're going to have three or four, maybe five guys that could all potentially start for you. Um, would those guys be looking at running back or do you think, no, you go, you go quarterback and then you just basically trade them for a haul every time. Quarterback. Yeah. The, the idea behind that philosophy is that you keep doing it until people make it stop you doing it, which means they overpay or they pay you. And it's just, it makes sense. And, and the thing about it, even on a blind team, right? How many starting quarterbacks did we lose last year? There's got to at least be two or three teams in every league that's down to one, maybe two starting quarterbacks in a super flex league. You're already at a disadvantage. And so any extra quarterbacks coming into the league, it's hard to see how the top three shouldn't or won't be. The quarterbacks who were first round, despite Lamar Jackson and Mitch Trubisky. <laughs> yeah, let's not talk about Mitch Trubisky. Josh we Rosen, can't say Ram on do you want to keep going down the list? Uh, Mitch Trubisky's yeah. actually not been super terrible his entire career. He also went up from year one to year two, right? Correct. Yeah. <laughs> he increased in value. so He's part of that 86%. Yeah, 87% and that's the point you have to pay me more the second year than the first year and it worked out for you worse than the third year so I'm going to have him and I'm going to get more from him that's what I'm saying so, so even Start. with not being great he still got yeah. more value because eventually people realize they need the quarterbacks <laughs> yep. 
All right. I'm just so I, I went forward with Jonathan Taylor. Uh, great pick, Will. Thank you, everybody. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like, Will, I like to pick. I like to it's, pick. It's the wrong running back, but that's okay. So. Uh, uh, it could have been a wide receiver, and then I would have had to judge you. Uh, but, but as long as it's a, as, as long as it goes with quarterback or running back for like the first, I don't know, eight picks, eight, eight picks minimum, <laughs> yeah. I'm good with it. Which puts uh, it puts Kane at the 105. So normally I would trade this pick to Peter for Tyler. So he Johnson. can get so he can get Clyde <laughs> edwards alaire All right. Um, so that's what that's what I would normally do. Um, so I'm just – I know that Peter will trade with me after the show, so I'm just going to take Clyde Edwards-Alaire, even though he's not my running back, too. Yeah, I wouldn't trade with you, by the way. I'm just saying that's the way it should be in value. No, right. you, you're – I'll manage the all right? You will trade with me, Peter. That's the point. You can try. He'll give you, <laughs> he'll give you Gardner Minshew yeah. for the 105. Cause he's I would not. value I would love that. That'd be perfect value for me. Increasing Give me the value. quarterback. Yeah. All right. So there's a lot of tension. Right? Yeah, there's a lot of tension. I thought we were supposed to have fun. I I'm going to trade a running back to a guy that just proved he values quarterback more for a quarterback. Like, I know I'm not going to give you a quarterback. Hey, I. Or I've lost track of what you said. I was I like, are you Clyde, freaking listening, take, dude? <laughs> I would take okay. Clyde over uh, Mitchell. I'll take Clyde in that trade. So, Ethan, you are on the clock. We have Burrow, Tua, Herbert, Jonathan Taylor. Over Minshew? Yeah. Not sure about that. Hey, One, oh, well, can I ask a question uh, before Ethan picks? Uh, who who all has Edward Solaire as their number one running back? I'm curious. I'm sure he Hi. Yeah, he's my number couple, one. Couple people. Back. So it looks like there's not going to be consensus then, I, I think. is like It'll be interesting to see where the – because I, I was talking about this earlier, guys, where really the top five running backs, I, I have my favorites, but it's it's not – there's not a anyone that really breaks away big time for me. I like all those guys. I did. I think, I think there's two tiers. I think Edward Solaire's for me, is number one, and Taylor's number two. And then I think there's a little tier break between the next one. Okay. Not a huge yeah, tier break, but, I mean, there's – those two are my easy top two. Ethan, what, what about you here? You're going to get a chance to pick. We're probably going to learn who your, uh, your favorite running back is or. Yeah. I mean, well, left. running back's Jonathan Taylor. And then I have Clyde Edwards Lair at two now. Uh, that is not how it was. I had all these guys pretty close uh, going into the draft, but obviously you have to, you have to adjust. If you don't adjust your take locking and you're an idiot. Um, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to go kind of a I'm I'm still debating two guys right now but I'm I'm going to go with the guy that I'm more confident um will have volume and I'm going to go with Cam Akers. Uh, I think Cam mm. Akers has less competition. Um Daryl Henderson was a fine pick last year. Uh, but if he can't outplay Malcolm Brown, I definitely know he can't outplay Cam Akers. Uh, I think the Rams are going to use, you know, they still have a pretty good offensive line. They they still like to feed their running backs because um, they're definitely not going to trust Jared Goff to throw ever again. Um, so I'm going to go with Cam Akers here, but I know that these, these, the two guys that I have, the guy that I'm sure is going to go in the next two picks um, I have right next to, right next to Cam Akers, but kind of bummed that, uh, uh, I couldn't uh, – this would be one where I would probably try to trade back one pick or two picks from here because I'm pretty content with any of the next probably three guys 
um, yeah. that are going to go here. Would you try and trade up to the one? Do you, do you find a separation between if the Jonathan, first two? If Jonathan Taylor falls to four, I'm making a pretty aggressive attempt um, to go up. Um, even at, you know, if I'm at sitting at six, I don't think it's a massive jump to move from six to, you know, even three of Clyde Edwards, you know, you say Burrow and Taylor go one, two, then three, I'm probably making, you know, a pretty good substantial offer to try to get to three, um, for one of those top two guys. But, um, I'm also pretty content, um, sitting at six and just taking the guy that I you know like the most. And I'm, I'll be honest, I still have not had a chance to really digest. I've been on live streams for all of the first three rounds. Um, just, just so you know, you guys know that like, that's a terrible idea. I don't know why people keep doing this to me where they just want to do live streams for like the whole draft. Like that doesn't have, there's no fun in that. I'd much rather just come onto one show at the end. Um, and then get to actually like digest the picks like that have already happened and like think about them and enjoy the draft instead of just like sitting and talking in front of a camera. Like it's just, it's, I'm sorry. It's just, I've too many shows are going to this. Like I want to do a live stream, like through the whole draft. And it's just like, this is dumb. The last one I jumped <laughs> off of, we were talking literally to ourselves and I was like, why are we doing this? Like freaking shut this thing off. It's the third round. Nobody cares. Um, but anyway, uh, yes, I digress. I'm going to go, uh, with Cam Akers here, probably a little contrarian. I do. I do feel like the NFL draft has been stretching out everything this year, especially because they know they gotcha. Like, oh there's nothing, there's what no else is sports center going to yeah. show? Well, they, they have us anyway, but they, now they have all of America as well. <laughs> Even people that don't care about football. Uh, I guess I'm on the clock here. Um, and I'm, I'm really struggling with this because I, I – so I'm, I'm trying to decide between um, Dobbins and, and Swift. And, I, man, I, I'm, I'm trying not to get too influenced by Dobbins' landing spot. Um, and the fact he's go, going to a better team at the end of the day. Like, I, 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 when, you, when you look at productive running backs, usually they, they're attached to, to good teams and good offenses, and, and we know that he's attached to one. So – but Swift, it, I, you know, was my was my number one guy coming into this draft. So just I'm just talking about my thought process here, gentlemen. Um, installing a little bit. Uh, <laughs> Great filibuster. Know, I, I'm gonna go Speaking with of things dragging with, out. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna go. You know, I'm gonna go. I ch- I changed my mind because I was earlier. I was thinking otherwise. But our conversation earlier. I'm gonna go with Swift. I mean, he's my he's my number one guy coming into it. I I, I think the people are gonna poo-poo the Detroit Lions situation, but I, I think he's in a good spot. And, and as, as um, we talked about earlier, you know, he's, he's going to be their guy. So uh, I'll go Swift. Love it. I would have done the same, and I'm really happy with it. you picked that because I think if you'd have gone the other way, I don't think I would have gotten the running back following to me. But now I think I have a chance <laughs> for the other running back to fall to me because Peter's you're, up. You're welcome, John. I am. You are <laughs> Peter at the one zero eight. So we have Burrow, Tua, Herbert, Taylor, Hilaire, Akers, Swift. Three quarterbacks, four running backs, and one Peter ready to go. Uh, so Taylor, Akers, and Swift are the running backs have been taken. And uh, Hilaire's, Hilaire's gone too. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Taylor, Hilaire, but- Akers, Swift. Uh, do it do it peter yeah right (laughs) 
I'm trying to remember the running back that might creep over them, but I think they're all gone after those four, to be honest with you. Dob- so yeah, I do. Dobbins, got- Dobbins for the Ravens. Yeah, Keep I've got them all. Zach Moss. <laughs> no, I was just trying to think if there's anyone that went over them. They don't. Um, Keyshawn Vaughn. Whether I uh, take a wide receiver over those top four running backs. Uh, since so Ryan like after the quarter. So backs. glad you took Swift, Ryan. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I knew that was getting me Dobbins. Yeah. But if you'd have taken Dobbins, he was taking Swift. There's a crunch at the top of the wide receiver ranks for me as well. A little bit. Um, yeah, I'm going to go C.D. Lamb still. All right. Love it. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, I, I don't I don't hate to pick. I know we're talking about running backs, and I probably wouldn't have done that. But, man, C.D. Lamb is, is one of those guys that – people may pass up on to take a running back and they, they may regret it. I mean, he's, he's so good. I'm getting CD lamb at one Oh eight. That is, I mean, he's, he's my, he's my wide receiver one right now in this class. I will. That's a, that's a hell of a, hell of a get. So John, I, kinda, I feel like I know what Jerry Jones feels like, like right now. <laughs> very. You do not. You are not sitting on a yacht on. having somebody hold your phone for you while you talk. Yeah. What a flex! Fair, but like, uh, what a fucking fair, flex, like, though. Speedy you know, Lamb, <laughs> Lamb fell to him at one sixteen. He falls to me at one oh eight. We're basically the same guy at this point. He just laughed at the Raiders, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah, <laughs> he did. He <laughs> laughed as hard as we all did when the Raiders made that pick. That's such a Raider move. Yeah, it's perfect, Raiders. Oh yeah, Al, Al Davis. That was just a that's a tribute pick. Yeah. <laughs> Speed kills, baby. That's an expensive tribute. Um. Well, I'll I'll take the running back. I'll take J.K. Dobbins. I, I like that landing spot with the Ravens. I I think Mark Ingram might be fine for this year. Dobbins is the future in that offense, and that is, that's an offense I'm liking more and more and more, especially for the running back. So, definitely taking J.K. Dobbins here with the 109. Yeah, I would do. <laughs> Man, also this amazing value. Like, That's just highway robbery. I, <laughs> like, I'm sorry. <laughs> like I love Ram too. I love Ram. I love, I love Lamb. Ram. I love Ram too. Uh, I love Lamb too. Uh, but I just don't feel like. I mean, maybe Peter can has some crazy stat that I don't know about. Um, but I just don't see how he is going to produce immediately for you. And I do think Dobbins could produce immediately for you. So. Um, Peter, could you, do you mind? Like, I know we're going backwards here, but I would just want to. Everything I've seen is that this is not a great landing spot for Lamb for fantasy. So, do you do you have some do you have some some knowledge to drop on me here? Um, I just don't. Maybe I just don't understand this pick. Do you have some knowledge to drop on me about how you know what's a good and a bad landing spot? <laughs> what was the best wide receiver left? Oh guys? snap! <laughs> I mean, no, I, I'm saying like best wide receiver from last year's draft class. And what did we think of his landing spot? Yeah, yeah, Sega White said. Um, yeah, I, I think it's a convoluted <laughs> situation. I, I think it's Brown, more negative yeah. for Gallup than it is negative for anyone else. Yeah. Um, sorry, I think i got a delay going on here. going to wait a second here. Um, yeah, I think it's more negative for Gallup than it is Lamb. Even with the Mari Cooper on there. Um, 
I think CeeDee Lamb's still clearly the best wide receiver, and I try to underrate our understanding of what landing spot's going to be because we're consistently bad at it <laughs> just overall. Um, and, you know, it's a it's the right kind of offense, the right kind of quarterback. There's plenty of stuff we could value there. And he went in the first round, so I really can't drag him down because of draft capital. And I underrate our ability to understand how a landing spot's going to work out. As far as immediate production goes, I don't always draft just for immediate production. Um, again, we're going to a blind team here. Dobbins there is a really good pick. It's who I'd take if I wasn't taking a wide receiver. Um, but, you know, running backs fail too. Wide receiver value is more sustainable. So it's less about immediate impact on my fantasy team than value and also what I expect from CeeDee Lamb based on his college profile. I think he's going to be a good wide receiver. So it's not just going to be good value. It's going to increase over his career as well. I dig that. Okay. I like that. Yeah, I think it was fair to question, Ethan. I think that's a good, good – I was just curious. Time. I mean, yeah, I was just, I was brain. just curious. I mean, like, cause I just know that from what I've seen, people have kind of, you know, basically shot it down as a bad landing spot. And I know that I, I trust what Peter says there yeah. about, I, I know that his process is, uh, is well-founded in the, in the data. So I wanted to know kind of how that played out. Um, I don't know how well-founded I am on anything. I, what I would say is um, I'm not people. <laughs> no. Um, by that, I mean, especially I a wide receiver, <laughs> especially a wide receiver, never listen to the crowd. <laughs> yeah. Especially a wide receiver. We get it wrong more often, especially who are the first three picks, especially when to take them. I'm still reeling from taking like running backs over DJ Moore. <laughs> and that was solid process too. I just... I'm, I try not to get caught in that situation too often. And uh, CD Lamb, like, there's, there's nothing there that I can say we can reliably predict, which really drags him down. So CD Lamb's, CD Lamb's there. Jalen Rager is... I'm, I'm trying to wait for things to digest first. I already had Rager at two, so it's not like he can increase. Um, he got arguably a better landing spot than Lamb. But like I say, those are hard to judge. Um, and realistically, CeeDee Lamb is much more likely to produce than Ragor, but I think Ragor still has a much better ceiling. So it's a difficult balance to strike. That takes us to Will at the at the 110. And Will, what, what are you going to do here? I'm going A.J. Dillon. Give me, give me hmm. the other second-round running back going to the Packers. Really? Uh, really <laughs> yes really okay all right size speed specimen going to a good offense I, I mean let me get some media production and then move on from that if when that happens okay all right i can cross him off <laughs> yep. I had the I had to scroll down the sheet to get to him, but I can cross you, him. You I mean, know. Do, you, do you think he's gonna? You you say you're gonna get immediate production. You you think he's going to produce this year ahead of Aaron Jones? You know, Aaron uh, Jones isn't oh, Jamal Williams double digit touchdowns this year. I I yes, I'm I'm I definitely mean he could get double digits, but maybe not double digit rushing. Uh, you know, I, I don't think double digits is out of the question, but he's definitely not going to get what he got last year. 
But do you yeah, th- but he's not like dead. Do you think <laughs> like AJ? Do you think AJ Dillon's gonna come in and take all of them? Uh, I think he passed. I mean, I think that. So we're coming to this season, and this season is an outlier of an off season and everything like that. I think it's gonna be much easier for a running back to adapt to an offensive system, and I'm willing to risk that I will lose value on Dylan versus how the wide receiver will adapt to an offense and their value goes down versus a running back, especially with the that that's not a super settled backfield as it, like last year. We look at the split of like carries and usage between Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones, and now they they take here uh, Dylan in the second round before they take anybody else. They're obviously high on him. They also took, I think it integrate very quickly into that team. They also took love. Like, they're, yeah, they're but, prepping for 2023 or something like that. that it's, it's, I mean, that's fine. But I'm willing to risk that, that that jumps a lot higher than where I believe the other positions can go. So, in an offseason where you think that the running back will be able to pick, up, pick it up faster because there's likely not going to be an offseason, do you think he's going to be able to pick it up fast enough to then outperform the two guys that are ahead of him and have been there in the system already? Yeah. I think he's better than them. Okay. And, and I, I will say, in Will's defense, if you, if you look at the um, like the work that Jordan McNamara did, like center season hit rates um, by draft round, yes, wide receivers that go in the first round hit a little bit higher than those second round running backs, but the second round running backs are not are not that far behind. So there's some data to, to back up the pick. And uh, Will's taking his guy, man. That's what we talked about. Take your guy that you love. Pick, then it's less likely. Oh, I don't remember this. <laughs> Peter, you got some you got some data to um to to um that that goes again. I'm sure I'm sure there, there's data that well I, the data actually says that you should take a first round receiver over a second round running back, but um not entirely sure. Uh, I can pull up my hit rates if you want, but um I meant the data you just quoted, like you said that they're less likely, so that means that they're less likely. True. That, that's a, that's it's, what I it's, it's close. It's pretty close, though. I mean, we're talking 7%. So, uh, Yeah, running backs draft in the second round, about 29% of the time they get a top 12 season. Wide receivers draft in the first round. I'd divide it by breakout age, but if they have an age 19 breakout age draft in the first round, they have a 61% chance uh, of getting a top 12 season. So it's like twice if they're a good wide receiver. All right. Depends cool. how you calculate hit rate, though. So. Okay, excellent. Good I stuff. made my note to run up Will in the Welcome Everything is Fine League. <laughs> on <AJ>. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any money in that league, so fine. You don't have any draft picks or salary cap room? Well, I have the 102, but I think I'm pretty safe there with who I can take. Dylan's yeah, a really talented brother. Could definitely take A.J. Dillon at the 102, I bet. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> he should be there. Pro- probably. <laughs> Yeah, Peter, you're in that one too. That's right. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah you, you can definitely That's get right. A.J. Dillon. That's right. <laughs> well, I only already have Tyler Johnson's in that one. So, yeah. <laughs> I already have Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. And Travis Etienne. Great, great Debbie pick. I, I got Tua uh, and the 111 Kane that you took off the board. Yeah, so my 111 is Jerry Judy. Or as I call him, Gerald Judy. <laughs> um, he's my wide receiver too. Um, I think the landing spot is still good for him. Um, he's going to get opportunity, and that's what I want. Um, I have him over the rest of the round one wide receivers. 
Um, so I'm just going to trust my process and hope that it works out for me with Judy here. Like the spirit there, bud. <laughs> well, you, you can always go to my Twitter and see why I don't like Rager. So A lot less silence, though, after the A.J. Dillon pick. <laughs> He's my wide receiver, too, also. I agree with you. But there is, I, I, it is a tier of I three. think it's a fair toss-up. I've got one more in that tier. I, I only had, uh, in, in my top tier, it's just Lamb and Judy in my tier one. So if, I, if that's how I have it broken out by tier, I'm always going to take my tier one guy versus going down to a tier one, a tier two guy, if that's what I believe. Yeah, I, I, like, I like that. I like four, but I don't mind it at all. Like, you can end the mix those four. All right, so the consensus is we like the pick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Must feel nice. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just made a good pick. Hey, man, we, we love your pick, man. Yes. We yeah, love yeah. your pick. That's, that's, that's <laughs> a big yeah. fan of you taking it. Well, well, <laughs> well, you just stuck it. You can't trade out of it. I'm going to get – I'm just – I'm throwing a dart of, of, of upside. But anyway, regard, we'll, we'll move on. We need to move on. Honestly, we should pro- honestly I think – Enjoy your yelling, spirit, too, I think man. he ends up – towards maybe the let's say like 20 uh, let's say six seven 206 is his adp right now in superflex oh. on dlf okay i don't i don't i actually don't think it's gonna jump even with even with the draft stock not to go back to aj dylan but well, that's what we that's what we that's why we do this exercise though to kind of oh, yeah. see where we we like these guys and and aj dylan has his fans john i mean i know he like, does. we, we also, like him. that's we both me like him, i yeah. am the aj dylan fan <laughs> I'm a, i am a draft stock I, and i am a big time draft stock like i i operate by hey the nfl is they tell us these guys that they like and they don't like they make it real clear to us so we don't need to try and outthink them Right. They tell us, but man, the Packers. I don't. I, I the, think they were drunk. So the running back that was taking three rounds earlier than Aaron Jones doesn't have value. And, and you guys can like as far as uh, we don't know each other super well, but like you could dog on me all you want. It's this, this is a safe space. I know whatever you want to say. Like this I is well, uh, that. Uh, once a guy gets on the field, I throw the draft stock out the window. At that. Well, I- and again, like Aaron, and, and it's what 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 reward are they already doing on the field and giving to their team? Also, my conspiracy theory that Aaron Jones is in more trouble. He he might be, maybe he is. I actually is his contract. That's, that's a real far reach. Like, that's like, I don't know what his contract status is. Or last, last year's contracts. Like, yeah, he's in the final year. Well, yeah. I mean that's that's probably something to consider then. Yeah. Um, so we're on to Ethan at the one twelve. Yeah, well, now I'm, like, scared to say anything because Peter said that I'm not allowed to say anything about landing spots, and now I feel all self-conscious <laughs> about it. But I do like this I do like this guy's landing spot and his opportunity, Actually. but we can't predict opportunity. So now I'm, like, trying to find a good argument for him. Oh, no, no, um, no. Just say the name. Peter loves this guy, actually. I'm going to go with Jalen Rager here. Yeah. Uh, it's close yeah. for me between Ra- Rager and Ruggs. Um, I think Ruggs is – obviously has the speed to be super elite but i just don't trust him i don't trust john gruden just for anything that he does so um i i do like jalen rager he was um you know you know I, he was right after basically lamb and judy for me um 
in my, my pre-draft rankings. And I think he's landed in a pretty good spot, even though we can't uh, predict uh, if that's a good spot or not. But I mean, I don't see anyone there that I think could compete with him for targets. I think they're going to use him all over the place. And I think for fantasy, you're going to, you're going to enjoy that. So uh, I'm going to go Rager. Okay. Excellent. Um, Rager is a big, seems like he's a, a big fan of everybody um, with, with one exception. <laughs> I know he's a big fan of me. Do you, so. do you want me to talk about why I don't think he should be the pick here? Because I will. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so if, if we're just looking at his tape, one thing that Rager doesn't do well is get off of press man coverage. And so now he's going to a team where he's going to be a, the wide receiver one, where he's going to see more of that top corner press man coverage. That scares me. The addition that he's going to need some manufactured touches to be able to get some fantasy value this year. That also scares me. I know when we're taking wide receivers, we're looking at this, right? We're looking at the long term. We're not looking for immediate production, but at some point we're going to need this production or else it's not a worthwhile pick. So that's, that's, I would have preferred that he went to a team that had a top wide receiver and he could have been the wide receiver too. And I would have had no qualms with you taking him here. But the fact that he's, that he's going up against, you know, top coverage that um, he's already shown in college that he can't beat with terrible quarterbacks in the big 12. That scares me. Yeah. There's a bunch of stuff in there that wasn't exactly right, but okay. Well, let's talk about it. All right. Um, how did how did he not? You're breaking up. I can't hear you. Beat it. I mean, he. Might, sorry, my internet's bad. I guess. I know. He must have been able to do enough to be the market share leader, the yards leader, the wide receiver one um, at the age of eighteen and nineteen. Right, but also at the same time, he didn't see much press man coverage in the Big Twelve because that's not something that they predominantly do. Okay, so you haven't seen him do a lot of it. Like, I don't know right. how, how well I can rate that. Sa- I know that in his situation. small sample size. But from what I've seen of him in press man coverage, he doesn't beat it well. And he's going to okay. see a whole lot more of it in the NFL. I, I... Maybe. Uh, and you don't know if he can't beat it. I just... I don't know how to value something you can literally say you don't know if he's good at it or not. What I do know he's good at is everything that most wide receivers that turn out to be good in the NFL are good at. Okay. I got nothing else playing. I don't know how to speed it up. No, I, I, I get what you're saying. I'm just not, I'm just not buying it. There's just some other guys that I'd rather have at this spot. I mean, I think this is, I mean, like I said, I think there's multiple picks here that are fine picks. Um, I'm going to go Rager because I trust that Peterson will be able to basically work around uh, the deficiencies if they exist um, that he might have more than I trust uh, John Gruden to be able to use a guy like Ruggs efficiently um, to his potential. I mean, I, I get, I, I get the argument. There are definitely, he's not a perfect prospect, but. I just feel like for this, you know, at this point in the draft, you're not looking, none of these guys are going to be perfect prospects, but I still feel like there's, I mean, 
we're 12 deep and still talking about, you know, still arguing between guys. That's, that shows how deep this class really is. Um, and I think we're kind of, I don't know, to me, it seems like we're splitting hairs a little bit here. Um, if you like rugs better, or if you like another wide receiver better than this, like, I think that's fine. Like, I think you're going to see that in actual drafts too. Yeah. He's no AJ Dillon. So Ryan with the 1.13 or the first pick in the second round of our super flex mock draft. You've had we filibustered enough for you. I know. Yeah, you, you did. I, I'm ready. So let's lock Appreciate it in. That. Appreciate that, guys. Thank you. I'm going to go Justin Jefferson here, and you know I thought about Rugs um, j- just because where he was taken. I, I mean, I don't, I don't, I just don't trust his profile. I mean, he wasn't even the number one wide receiver on his college football team, right? But but I do think one of the things I thought about with him is the I think he has a, a pretty tremendous ceiling. So. Part of me wanted to take him, but I really like Justin Jefferson going into this process. I just think he is such a solid player. And I, I you know, Adam Thielen looking at his contract, there's a 2021 out. So I think he could be the replacement in in uh, Minnesota for Adam Thielen. He's um, not an Adam Thielen replacement. But, yeah, I really do like Jefferson. He went a little lower than I would have thought. Yeah. So, um, yeah, even if he doesn't replace Thielen, you know, I mean, there's, there's room from there and um, yeah, I, I like Jefferson here. So I, I feel good about getting him here either at the one thirteen or the two Oh one, whatever we're calling this. Let's go 13th pick. 13th I also pick. had him above rugs. Yeah. yeah. I think, I think though, a couple of guys, I'm just speculating. I'm curious if you guys feel the same way in your leagues and your super flex leagues, I think rugs will probably um, go higher than he's going to go in this draft. And I, and I also think that Keyshawn Vaughn is still out there. I think people will like that Tampa Bay landing spot and, and go for Keyshawn Vaughn at this point. Is, I, do you guys think that we'll see that or it just depends on how it's going to play out? I, I have Ruggs and Jefferson in a tier right here together before you get down to uh, – I get a couple of receivers before I get the running backs again. Yeah. Well, I, 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 I mean, in a league where someone's taking AJ Dillon over those wide receivers, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. no, I, I, I mean, Rugs, Rugs is going to get picked. Ross got picked very early. It, you know, not very early, but he got picked early enough in rookie draft. Too, too early. I picked him in a couple places, unfortunately. Okay. But, but also, we need to talk about that. Ross actually had a much better last year in college than than rugs ever did he so good and bad weird and, or very differently than i do i, I would say rugs has the potential to be rugs. what john because there's no way peter's taken him <laughs> people thought john russ could be because he's frankly better sized with similar speed which is impressive and he was more of a playmaker in college it shows up more in his touchdowns and his yards and receptions but um and that's why i tend to not like him but i mean we never saw that from John Ross, really, in college. He was underproductive, and people liked him because of his special teams and auxiliary role, whereas what I find is if you just have that alone isn't enough, you also have to be productive as a regular wide receiver, which John Ross wasn't. And Henry Ruggs was less productive than John Ross, but at least he was epically more valuable to the team in terms of scoring points than John Ross was on his team even though he was a wide receiver one and Ruggs was a three. But also John Ross had 1,100 yards and 17 touchdowns. Yeah. Receiving touchdowns. Yeah, we, we measured good different, which is fine. Man, fuck, I get a lot of the shit wrong. But like raw counting stats, I, I 
could barely quote them to you. <laughs> like, I, I don't think the raw number of yards is more important than how valuable he was in that role and um, how much of it he was able to eke out from himself from the other players on the depth chart. I think that's what signals um, a higher talent level, whatever talent may be. Which and also that, brings and, us to the uh, 14th pick, Peter. Yo. Oh, is that me again? Yeah, your OT. Take rugs, take rugs. <laughs> I've got my eye set in that uh, Raiders wide receiver one, not Rose. Brian Edwards. Uh, <laughs> um, oh, Hamler. You're going to do it. No, I'm going to take someone. I, I'll take Denzel Mims around here right now. I thought about going back to running back, but I still like Mims. So, so right. Denzel Mims. Richard Perriman mm-hmm. 2.0. No, he's not. I love Mims. I, 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 the Jets, I think, got a really good draft, guys, really or they have so far. <laughs> yeah. No, Mims is a good pick. I like it. All right. All right. Well, I mean, I, I will take <laughs> I will take Ruggs here. Uh, I would not take him earlier. But at this point, I will take him because of the draft stock. I, I'm quite quite fine with that. In the second round of a pet, of a Rookie draft, that's where I feel plenty comfortable taking a Henry Ruggs. If he hits, yeah, that feels great. Fair. And if he doesn't, I don't feel like I over-invested in him. Uh, yeah, that seems fair. Well, we, should, yeah. we should probably pick up the pace because it's uh, almost 1 a.m. Eastern time for our okay. guests well, on the East Coast. Okay, 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 okay. No, no, you're, we're, I'm just, just throwing it out there. Oh, man, I don't like this pick at all. I'm getting salty. You don't like Rugs here? <laughs> no, I don't like this this draft spot. Like, oh, gotcha. I was gonna say, how far should he fall? <laughs> no, I think I, you have actually, to switch back to running back. back. That's my best. Rugs. Yeah, I, yeah, and and I, I think I'm just gonna go. <sighs> Nobody's worried about Mims going to the Jets and being, you know, a Jet. Well, no, I, I'm, I'm gonna bit. go. I'm gonna okay. go. Keyshawn, just want to make sure. Go, I'm gonna bit. go Keyshawn Vaughn here. Ugh. Yeah, that's what I do. I only did it because I wanted Peter's approval finally. So <laughs> it's very important. It's hard to that. find. Coincidentally, I have Keyshawn Vaughn one spot ahead of AJ Dillon in my uh, in my quick little twenty-four person, twenty-four yeah, and, player and super think, flex. And I, and I think it's totally fine. Um, I was trying to search for like because I really don't like Ayuk. That's the hard part. Is I want to take the other first round wide receiver, but I just I just don't. I really don't want to, so I'm not going to. <laughs> understandable i don't i don't have him as my next wide receiver either so i kind of agree with you there um so anyway i guess Keyshawn Vaughn, uh will's uh soft pick and so that moves us on to uh the 17th overall pick with kane um so i'm gonna take my only tier two wide receiver left and that's t higgins all right i was just wondering if people were forgetting about him i was thinking so i was just having to higgins vaughn and i was like i don't know I'm just, I'm just going to go running back. Over I'm a big fan really of T. Higgins. Yeah. Higgins was right after Ruggs for me. You would be. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, uh, based on what is good in my definition, since that's very important. I'm kidding. Uh, so, Ethan, you're on with the 18th pick overall. Uh, yeah, I don't love any of the – I don't really like any of the players here. Particularly, I mean, I like the <laughs> players, but I don't like the landing spot. Um, yeah, I'm – I just nobody took Ayuk, right? Like no. nobody took Ayuk. No. 
No one's I mean, going I'm... to if you want to meet your next pick, too. I mean, you're good. <laughs> I won't. No, he, won't, he, won't, he will not make him to his make it. I don't see oh, how. Okay, sorry. I mean, this is. <laughs> I would say this is where I would start considering just, I mean, the fact that opportunity is baked in slightly with draft capital and he was a first round pick. So I don't see how they wouldn't partially use for him. Um, so, I mean, obviously they like the guy, Michael Pittman's kind of in that same boat. I mean, I, I like him as a big body wide receiver, um, for Indy outside of, you know, they got two kind of shorter, speedier guys. Um, but I don't, I don't love him at, from an injury perspective. I don't know if he's going to stay healthy. Um, yeah, same thing with LaVisca Chenault, who's another guy. I'm just going to go with, I'm just going to go with Ayuk here just because I think he's the safest option of these dudes to get one opportunity to be successful. Um, and I think he does fit a role in that offense that doesn't really have anything outside of Kittle and, and uh, Debo Samuel. So um, I think they need another wide receiver that can score points for him. If Kendrick Bourne can score five touchdowns, IU can definitely outproduce that. Hey. So, hey, <laughs> hey I, okay. No. In my, I have Kendrick Bourne on a few dynasty t- squads, so I won't, I won't totally bash him there. But um, I'm going to go with IUQ. All right. So quick recap. Burrow, Tua, Herbert, Jonathan Taylor, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Akers, Swift, Lamb, Dobbins, Dylan, Judy, Rager, Jefferson, Mims, Ruggs, Vaughn, Higgins, and Ayuk. All right. Got it. That's right. Ooh. So I think I'm next, right? I've got the 19th pick, which essentially is the, the 207. Um. You know, I'm I'm kind of struggling like like Ethan was here. I don't necessarily love any of the the you know the wide receivers. Uh, you know, there's some I would be okay with taking. You know, Pittman or Schnault perhaps. But I'm just I'm gonna go ahead and grab Jordan Love here, guys. Um, Jordan Love taken in the first round. I, I realize you're gonna have to just keep him on your taxi squad for a while. He's not gonna really do anything for you for a couple of years, but maybe green Bay sees something in him and maybe they're going to move on from Mary Rogers sooner than we think. Stranger things have happened. Um, he, he, he's talented. I think he, um, he can fit in what they're trying to do in green Bay. So at this point in the draft, I see some upside there. So I'm going to swing for the fences and, and try to go for Jordan love. So drafting Jordan love here is like paying all your bills on time and your credit score is still going down. <laughs> Jordan love is off my board. Are, are, are you suggesting that I could, pass on him and get him cheaper down the road i mean because i because i can see that yes i mean you're this is a guy you're 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 drafting to hold for a while this is not a guy that you think is going to increase in value that you can use as a trade chip so i think it depends on your full if a player's not increasing in value why do you want him yeah because you're looking if if literally his upside is that the value is the exact same that's the maximum you can get him anytime for the same price there's a world that Jordan Love two years down the road could be a stud. I mean, he could, he could be a QB1. I'm not saying that's likely, but how likely is it that any of these other wide receivers are going to hit? I mean, maybe, maybe it's more probable. But, you know, if I'm looking at middle of the second round, I don't, I don't necessarily love the wide receivers. And this is just how I'm feeling right now, looking at the, at the guys on the board. I see some da- – I don't see I, – I see issues with all these wide receivers that are left. I don't really like the running backs that are left. So I'm going to go for, uh, you know, the, the – um, the Jordan Love, who was drafted in the first round. So, too spicy. That's my thinking. I thought about Cole Komet here, too. You know, I uh, mean, the Bears took him. He's probably going to be a tight end one this year, right, guys? So, uh, 
Yeah, he and Jimmy. Yeah, Graham. if he catches two balls a game, he'll be a tight end one. Good job. Well, two out, two out of the past seven years, Rodgers didn't make it through the season. So, I mean, not the staple of health, but not where, bad. Where do you guys think Jordan Love goes in Superflex drafts, guys? Late second. Right about here. Yeah, right about here. Yeah, I think this is a good. I mean, I think this is appropriate spot for the upside in Jordan there's some, Love. I, there's something idiot like me in every league that'll take him here. So no, I mean, people are gonna <laughs> people will invest thinking he's a quarterback. I can get a first rounder for him in the future. But I don't think you can for the next two years. So I think that's a, I think that's a false thought. Anybody that thinks that they can get a, a first form, I think this ties back into why me and John were so hot and heavy for quarterbacks at the top. Jordan Love for the world of the people are the type of players that everyone thinks they can make up for not taking quarterbacks early or valuing them higher, and it just doesn't work out more often than not. I think yeah. it also I think it also speaks to what's left. Uh, currently, if you're not high enough on anybody else, that it, it, with the quarterback landscape we had last year and the scrambling people had to do with quarterback injuries, we're reeling from a year where we had a lot of variance at the quarterback position, more so than what I've experienced uh, as a oh, dynasty it's, player. It's always that way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can go back and look at how many quarterbacks get a start every single year. It's always a ton. Yeah. I can't I think you have a fair point. Maybe I'm just being a little hot takey trying to get some conversation going because I, I do think it's probably a better investment to invest in Pittman or Chanel or even Hamler. Chase Claypool is kind of intriguing to me. So I, yeah, there's still some inter- interesting names on the board here that are probably better guys to, to place a bet on. Well, I, so my, my whole thing, right. So we're in the second round here. I don't understand why you would want to draft someone hoping for, for a floor to get you fantasy points, right? So why wouldn't you rather try to get someone that could have a decently high ceiling and that could actually start on your fantasy team at some point rather than just holding out hope for a player for a couple of years? Like that that's just my whole thing. I don't I just don't get that. Well well I think that Jordan Love could even as soon as next year, I know that it sounds crazy right now, but you know, it says something that they drafted him where they did that, um, you know, so I'm saying, I I think he's talented. I think there's a world, I mean, look at some of the quarterbacks we've just kind of poo-pooed last couple of years that came into the league. Um, Yeah. But then you've got to change your story. I think that's what we're all pointing to. It's not that you can't make a good case there. It's that I know he's not going to, but he like, you've got to make the case that he might, in which case it's, you know, they trade Aaron Rodgers. Then it makes sense to kind of like him because you think there's a potential that he goes up or down or does something um, sooner rather than later. If you honestly think he's not going to do anything, he's not going to go up in value, he's not going to get in the field, then then don't take him. But if you think one of those opportunities, like John was talking about injuries and what Kane was talking about, opportunities come up every year then then i then i think love makes a little more sense if you honestly think none of that's gonna happen then i wouldn't lean love i think that's what we're we're coming to here yeah no that's fair and that's 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 a complaint argument for sure yeah and i'm not even sure that they would even think about trading um aaron Rodgers next year because he'll have a 31.5 million dollar dead cap in 2021 so then we're waiting two years now Right. 
And that's a, that's a long time. It, it right. is a long time in Dynasty. So, okay, well, you guys have, have convinced me I made a shitty pick. Let's move on <laughs> to the 20th pick. We all are, apparently. We all suck at this, according be, to each other. Better, better to do it in a box than, than in I, real I, thing. I love this. I love <laughs> animosity. <laughs> it's really nice. It's a real feeling. Though. I feel like we've went, like, at least a full round of at least somebody's crashing. Yeah. Pick. <laughs> like, actually, let me tell you why that pick you just made is total garbage. Uh, I'm going to tell you what, that's the Joe's brought us on and we've bashed two of their picks like thank you guys for having us on i, I right. appreciate it well it's a good group because everyone here thinks differently so that's what makes they're bringing fun. us back yeah. i would prefer honestly, I, I assume like, they asked me on to do that like you don't <laughs> right. say hey, damn right peter because you want me to say good things <laughs> Come peter on. finally moves and to the library to get attitude uh no but uh so that actually puts up the 20th overall pick peter and that is you yeah, I'm kind of torn here. I should probably turn back to running back, but I'm not Ganner because it's a mock, so I get to really just have fun. And then I'm torn between a couple of wide receivers. Uh, Don't take mine. I think Don't I'm just going to take... Don't take mine. Don't take mine. Okay. <laughs> and Dude, let's it's see not which... real. I'm, try... yeah. I'm trying to... Be chill. I... I'm trying to figure out which one's John's now. Uh, this guy freaking takes my guy. I swear. I'm going to my freaking gasket. I'm gonna, See, that's, headphones are coming off. I'm leaving the screen on. It's not going to be fun if I don't get it now. But I don't think I'm going to. Um, the two guys I would choose between here is um, Hamler or uh, Brian Edwards. And I'm just going to take Edwards for the lulls, to be honest. Unless he's already right. been taken. Did I miss All that? Right. No, nope. he's available. He did not take my guy. I appreciate it. Right. I'm not taking Pittman and or Bowden uh, above Edwards or Hamilton, so you're, you're safe. What about Chanel? That's there. my pick. That's the I one. I fucking knew it. No, I'm not yeah. doing that. No. I want to go. I knew it, John. <laughs> so uh, I'll, I will happily take Chanel here. I am not as convinced on DJ Chark as everybody else, so I think there's some opportunity in Jacksonville to go around. Uh, I agree with you. If anyone had, like, I really don't mind the landing spot at all, as well as as I can, you know, independently not know how it's going to work out, but speculate on it. I I think Jacksonville's a pretty decent spot. Yeah. And, and, you know, I'm a big, big believer in uh, opportunity matters. So I think he's got a better opportunity than a lot of the other wide receivers left on this list. Hey, man, Kelvin Benjamin the first made us all look (laughs) stupid for a little while there, too. Like it, it can work out. Calvin uh, Benjamin the second can do it. I believe in it. Calvin Benjamin probably still held value after year one, I bet. I'm sure. <laughs> what are you about? He had a thousand yard season in his rookie year. He went up in value after his people, That's why yeah. he made us all look yeah. stupid yeah. for that first year. Long, and so. then the truth came out. <laughs> hey, I traded DJ Chark. Best he, upside. Once Chark hit this year, I traded him. So I get Chanel. I traded him for Mike Gusecki. <laughs> I happened to pick him up off the waiver wire the minute it happened. It was in a it was in a no money league and people were giving me crap about Mike my Mike Gasecki love and at the same time I was trying to tell people DJ Chark probably was a little less certain and so I went just just for the screenshot. It really upset people. It was great. <laughs> uh, you have tight end twelve, baby. Tight end twelve. <laughs> so well Peter, I think it's also funny, Peter. So you had the twentieth pick with Edwards. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, third one wide, wide wide receiver draft capital speaks otherwise, but I think it's a, a it. I'm, I'm not kidding here that you put out enough work for everybody to read that we don't have a lot of arguments with your picks. 
because we can see what's coming and what argument you're already making, which I think is impressive. Yeah. Uh, it's a it, mistake, it isn't it? I should stop doing that. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I think everyone knows why. <laughs> so all your monetary gains from this uh, show tonight are gone. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to give that away. Um, Damn it. Peter Wright somewhere? <laughs> Where the hell did you do that? Patreon.com slash pawhowdy. Who's, who's, yeah. <laughs> who's Peter Hody and what does he do? Uh, uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Jalen Hurts with the 22nd problem. pick uh, overall. What? That's like a Jordan Love pick, man. You, you obviously weren't listening when they ripped my pick. Be, <laughs> why though? Will uh, is setting up for 2023. I'm telling I, you. I remember the lesson. You got to make a case for why it's gonna happen, not just say I think it can't. <laughs> so why no, it's it's listen, it's probably more. Li- it's probably more likely because Carson Wentz has this track record of getting hurt all the time. Right? I think Jalen Hurts has an opportunity See, to get a few starts in his first year and, and be more valuable than a lot of these other wide receivers that are on the board. So I don't have any problem taking that. I think they took the, him as a cheaper backup quarterback option, but also a failsafe for when things happen to Wentz. Uh, I don't know Wentz's contract off the top of my head, but I do like that he went it's in the second long. round into the Eagles. It's uh, like two or three years still. That's fine. Nick Foles, if, but he can run. I like it. I like it. But if, but if he comes in and produces, we've seen that that doesn't like if their producer is doing it, it's fine. Um, so at this point in time, when it comes to a week over week starter and what I see that's left on the board. And some upside for you know a team where you're picking the, the latter second round, uh, I'm okay with with taking Hertz here. And you know I don't, I don't really trust Pittman. Uh, I don't really like the the rest of the wide receivers. The running backs are basically gone unless you want to go with somebody who's behind another guy that I don't really love. So uh, Hertz upside to me here uh, and having a potential to start at least I think has a, a higher likelihood of increasing in value in year one than the rest of the picks on the board in my opinion. You know, you could have just told us that you also have Carson Wentz on this team when we would have been like, oh, okay. Oh, that makes <laughs> <sense>. <laughs> we were like, oh, that's a good idea. You should have done that. Made up team, I got, you know. Fantasy does not make sense in reality, Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. Somebody so I also, I also have Carson Wentz on this team. and uh, <laughs> But that's, yeah, that's kind of where I say yeah. I, I just Great have, pick. Uh, duck. I forgot to mention I have Aaron Rodgers on the team. I took Jordan oh, Love. Well, then that oh, there you go. You should have told us. That picture. I love that out. Oh, that's all you great. need. Makes sense. <laughs> I, right, think I think it's a, we're in a far enough spot where I, I have no problem if that's. No, you're, we're in the we're at the end of the second. It's not. I mean, it's not a terrible pick. I just I am the same thing with Love. I mean, those two are they're just off my board. I just won't take them. That no interest. Everyone's worth a mid-second. Right I mean, I'm, I'm going to take Hurts. I've taken Hurts over KJ Hamler every day of the week, so that's where we end up. You're Kate, not wrong. with the 23rd pick in the uh, conflicted Fantasy Joe's 2020 rookie mock draft after three rounds of drafting. <laughs> hey, Ethan, what do you want for the 24th pick? Because I'll trade it. Yeah. Because none of my assets are real. And uh, I want to take Hamler right after Hertz because he just said that. And the next <laughs> year we could like mention it. You're out of picks, Peter. <laughs> Damn. I will trade you, know, you all my 2021 first in the sectional <laughs> league. <laughs> and I've been I have boring. seven of them. I just made that. Yeah. Pick. When we roll back here in a, in a year, I'm just going to shut down Peter every time he might, tries to make a pick. Like, you remember that time you tried to you, you trade all my picks? <laughs> your picks in this? Yeah, you don't get a draft this year, Peter. 
get out. Um, no, I'm, I don't think I'm allowed to do that. Um, I am surprised with how much. Wait, so Kane, Kane is on the clock. Oh, by the way. shoot. Kane gets yeah. out. I don't want to screw up. I'm just going to let y'all talk. No, Kane's 23rd. Ethan's 24th. Oh, My yeah, first was the 20th. Oh, who listed that as 23rd? Oh, so this is the 22nd. My bad. Yeah, so I'm going to take Michael Pittman Jr. Um, I think he's just a solid wide receiver. And I think the landing spot is not bad. Um, they needed wide receiver help in Indianapolis. Um, I'm going to take him. I like him. Listen to the T.Y. Hilton hate on you. That's terrible. You shouldn't, you shouldn't be that. I think, well, I think they needed more than one receiver there. Zach Pascoe. What is with everyone thinking cover. every team needs two great wide receivers? <laughs> they don't even like need to be times great. They just need to be serviceable. <laughs> The Packers don't. Zach Pascal. That's, that's, that's right. Serviceable. I was about to say that. Serviceable. Like, we have Devontae Adams. We don't need Wait, him. Who was uh, 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 was, uh, <laughs> was other guy? Like? Give me more quarterback. <laughs> yeah. Zach Pascal. If the, if the Colts had taken a tight end by this point in time, he would be drafted. No, I, I can't. I, I don't can't. think he would have. No. No, the Saints I mean, are you saying Pittman? You think Pittman is going to be a tight end? Like, I'm not I, sure. I, I, he'll run the same routes that Ebron did. Pitt, okay, Pittman's yeah, but there's solid. no Andrew Luck solid. funneling targets to tight ends. So I don't. I guess I just don't understand. I mean, I, I don't. I don't hate the pick. I mean, he was like the thirty second pick in the second round. Like, this is perfect oh, yeah. value. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, I'm not sure. Like, what the argument that's being made for him there is a side of like yo this was like this good value pick because draft capital's there he's going to get opportunities unlike the other wide receivers that they have he might be like a tight end i guess like i just don't understand i don't understand that i'm, I'm not sure i'm following i guess the, the logic here i do love that you guys have now taken all three of the uh the most uh the highest injury risk players in my injury guide uh for wide receivers so that i don't have to worry about them anymore um you guys literally almost went one two three um i have edwards and chenault um, my injury risk rating which i i basically came up with using math peter will love this um (laughs) to decide um to take out my objective bias on a player's injury history and i jokes on you peter actually hates math yeah (laughs) boo a priori knowledge I'm just kidding. It's totally based off film. Uh, so the Perfect. leader definitely hates it then. Um, I'm in. But no, uh, Chenault has a 7.5 out of 10, um, which is a high risk. Um, and then Brian Edwards, who Peter loves, also has a 7.5 out of 10. Um, I will note that that this scale does weight a little bit hev- more heavily recent injuries. So um, that hurt Edwards. If he gets a year or two out, he probably won't be a high risk anymore. Um, and then Pittman is actually at 6.5 out of 10, which is moderate risk. Um, and I don't think I have anyone else. No one else based on their history is over a four. So, and that's, that's uh, Mims. So, yeah, I thank you. Uh, now I have to think about if I'm going to take my, my number one running back risk here uh, with 24, which I don't love either. Please don't okay. trade me with my 2021 first, my 2022 <laughs> first. Please don't, please don't take your running back here because I'm not going to be able to handle it. I don't want to. There's only one other running back that was drafted. There's, there's two, yeah, don't do two it, that no. I like. No, no, Jalen Hurts is already taken. got two that I like. Yeah. Who am I? Oh. Okay. But I don't no. think I like either of them in the second. So. You know who. <laughs> 
I mean, he's the only guy left to pick yet, so it's not like we can say names and spoil it. Ooh, I like this way, have... though, for the last pick. I'm on the edge of my seat. <laughs> there are at least two running backs that I think haven't been selected. I've got one running track. back and a lot of wide receivers left. Who am I missing? Well, it it depends backs? if you're calling uh, one uh, a running uh, back. Uh, let me that's what I'm, that's what Buffalo I was and Tennessee is who I've got left, John, if that helps. Oh, yeah. yeah the, Zach, Zach Moss and Darren Oh, that's right. Tennessee took, Darren, Tennessee took Darrington Evans at the end. That's right. Yeah. That's right. I was trying to preserve uh, the name since he seemed to be trying to draw it out. But, yeah, that's cool, too. That's cool, too. Yeah. I mean, I'm gonna, I'm your firsts are falling flat, so we got to – Yeah, apparently no one wants first in this game. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> this is garbage. We're all win now. <laughs> he's got a quarterback that he's eyeing. They haven't been taken yet, but he just knows. <laughs> if he gets them, it's going to freaking increase in value. He just knows. Right. Um, Peter takes I'm, up and takes – Eason or something. Anyway, okay. Oh shit! Sure. I already I told you who I would be trading up for, guys. Like, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, that's honestly. Is, like, so can can we just have Peter try and sell us on KJ Hamler? Yeah, because I'm not so. I'll be honest, I'm not a Hamler guy. So, Peter, if you have a great argument for him that can sway me one way or another, this like a great uh, argument, me. I can I can tell you what I'll hit me with like your subpar argument at yeah. the best. Okay, uh, I'll try my best to be so hard. Just go with, but I'm go so with running back hit rates and have him take a run. <laughs> yeah. I I would take a running back here. I would take. My I, I would. I'd probably take a running back here. Yeah. That's quite That's the KJ Hamler argument. Well, <laughs> his argument. Give me a second. How long did you talk about a quarterback you didn't think was valuable? Um, Hamler's hit rate for having a top twelve season based on his breakout age is twenty percent. That's quarterbacks. Try and keep up. Okay. <laughs> Hamlet. Hamlet broke out at 19 with a 20% dominator rating. The, the draft in the second round with that breakout age, you have a 26% chance of having a top 12 season, 39% of having a top 24 season. If we switch to a 30% threshold, which is what Rotoviz says is a better, more predictive metric, but that's mostly because you cut out a lot of bad players, but you also lose players like Doug Baldwin, for example, who gets highlighted by the 20% threshold. Hamler broke out at 20 years old. He has a 33% chance with a 20% breakout age at that threshold being drafted in the second round of uh, having a top 24 season. Now, I don't like his landing spot, but especially at this value, the end of the second, the start of the third round, I especially lean on the fact we don't really know what's going to happen with situations and they change fairly rapidly with it and unexpectedly as well. And um, I can talk about his overall profile if you like. Essentially, he was really productive and highly efficient. Um, he's actually more efficient than most wide receivers were drafting this year. He got a 1.86 yards per team pass attempt above his team's average. Um, the only players in this draft to do better than that are Justin Jefferson and Tyler Johnson, C.D. Lamb, for example, who's one of the highest scorers in that metric, um, was at 1.7. Now, both of them are worse situations with worse depth charts to round them, so you kind of expect um, C.D. Lamb to be a little lower than someone like Hamler playing in a lower conference with less team competition. But it's a Golden Gandy argument as well. If a good player, like a good NFL player, wound up in this situation at this conference with this team, you would expect him to do what KJ Hamler did. And so like, I don't know if he's going to be able to elevate to the NFL level, but he did everything that I can hope that a player of that caliber does if he was thrust into that situation. And that's my short version of the Hamler. I have a question for you, Peter. 
when you describe all that to me, I, I love the argument. Um, how is this is how does Hamler compare to a guy like Andy Isabella last year, who also went in the Great second question. round, also was a mega producer, um, also had the speed to be an NFL receiver. Um, how do those two compare, like based on all the stuff you just said? Is does Hamler have an argument over Isabella? Because I, I personally loved Isabella last year, um, yeah, and went to an equally terrible landing spot in terms yeah. of you know competition. And it's much the same argument. He was very efficient in a poor conference, was productive based on his age, and I think he had similar breakout ages. Yeah. Uh, age 19 and 20 so he compares pretty well across his production as well and that goes back to i don't know if um isabella for for example we don't know much about him yet at the nfl level he got like what five five targets and scored two touchdowns on him so his again his efficiency looks good at the nfl level but we know nothing about whether he can elevate yet um but you know the very few touches that he had he did fine on them um but and it's to be fair, it's the same with um, Hamler going into the league here. He's going into a situation where you've got a lot of players we think can do better, probably with better draft capital, both with second-round draft capital themselves. So, so it's, it's a pretty good comp from last year to this year, actually. Hey, it's Peter, rough, but, you know, end of the second round, pretty good. Yeah, Did you say something about the conference? Because didn't Hamler play for Penn State, so he played in the Big Ten? I mean, didn't Isabella play for, like, UMass or something, right? Uh, that's correct. I was so, thinking so, more general situation than conference. I just say conference as a shorthand for, you know, he's not playing on one of these teams that everyone varies. Um, Andy Isabella is playing in the Independence Conference for Massachusetts, according to what God I've bless. got here. <laughs> so I, th- I think there's a big difference too in those guys. I mean, that that's for me that's big. I know that Isabella played in a couple of handful of games. I think that could be a positive family. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So just wanted to throw that it's out slightly there. Better. So as someone recently told me, the Independence Conference isn't even a conference. It's just a group of teams that have different schedules and different. They play different teams, so it's pretty hard to judge it as a conference. They've separated from the itself. other conferences to declare their independence okay back to back to ethan with the 24th pick he didn't uh, make that joke <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean i Beautiful. like i like the argument um i, I definitely did oh, not know not all that pj hamler i did not I, know I all probably that. still want him running back i did not well i did not know all that stuff about hamler um i i got burned on any Bell last year I see way too many comparisons between the two, and I'm probably going to make a mistake here because uh, Peter's got the numbers, and the numbers are saying that you know Hamler is a pretty a pretty good choice here. But I hate it. Gosh, I don't want to draft this running back because I don't like him. So doesn't matter. <laughs> we're, we're, pushing, we're pushing we're pushing 1 east coast time ethan come on let's make it all right fine he, 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 <laughs> it's running back jay walked in front of ethan while he was at a no, no take lock it doesn't matter what you think of him fine whatever um football i'm, gonna, I'm just gonna matter. forget all of it and just take the dude that i want to talk about which is devin duvernay um you guys can hate the pick i don't care what the numbers say uh i liked devin duvernay before he got drafted i thought wow, that really? his speed um and his uh, usage of texas was 
Um, I mean, I, I just feel like he's going to fit really well into what Baltimore is trying to do here. Um, I think that he is going to find that he they're, they're going to find that he is more reliable than a guy like Marquise Brown. Uh, he's a little bit more stout. Um, and I just think that I like having a piece of this offense here at the end of the second. I think there's probably four or five guys that are all, um, you know, perfectly fine picks here. I think that Hamler has an argument. I think that uh, Duvernay has an argument. Obviously, Zach, Zach Moss is the running back I will not take. Um, before Bless the third up. round. Um, I'm sorry. I just don't – I want I don't trust him from an injury perspective, um, which is kind of my forte. And I also just don't think that he's particularly – he's not nearly as good as what some people have been hyping him up to be. So um, I'm, I'm out on Zach Moss in the second round. Um, I think Duvernay has the most so – part of the – partly the most – the best combination of upside with team fit here and opportunity. So um, – I'm sure Peter is, you know, seething over there after making a very good argument for Hamler, but I'm just going to go with Duvernay because he's my guy and I like him. And this is made up. So Devin Duvernay is going to just absolutely kill it. And you guys are all going to be sad when he's sitting on my team and you're going to wish you'd taken him. Yeah. I'm going to go back to this mock and be like, ah, curses. I have Duvernay above Hamler. So I don't disagree with you there. I do have him below Chase Claypool and, Bow- and Bowden, but not by a lot. Yeah, I have him below Hamlet, but I have them both below Moss and Evans. That's yeah, Moss was, value, though. Moss was the next guy Evans on my other, list. Just the other running, running back, back I was considering, so mm-hmm. I dig was that. It? Darrington Evans, okay. I think I think that he is a, a perfect complement to what they got going on with uh, Derrick Henry right now. So um, definitely like him going to Tennessee. I'm just not a Duvernay guy. Appalachian I can't State, be sold baby. on Duvernay. That's just me. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. It, it's We're fine. at the end of the second. I, I, have, I <laughs> haven't heard many people talk about it's, him. So. It's all good. And, the you know, we're, there are going to be some busts in the second round of year. <laughs> well, and according so, to Peter. It's like he had one good season. Several 2021 21. Yeah, so that was just his senior, his last season when the rest of the wide receivers also got hurt. Um, yeah. And, you know, Texas had a terrible defense. So the only way that they were actually going to score points is through the air uh, because their running back was also injured. So it was kind of just throw it to Duvernay or nothing. Someone, someone's got to bet on the late breakouts so that I can scoop up the early breakouts. I mean, I'm good. I'm good with people doing that. It's fine. So I I do have a question. Where would, um, this is super flex and I talked about it all night on the dummies just waiting for Eason or Fromm to land anywhere that would be a good landing spot. Let's say they w- one of them does go tomorrow to a place like New Orleans or Indianapolis, something like that. Do either of those have the chance to anybody here to jump into this second round, even with not being drafted in the first three rounds? Yes. Okay. Eason, where would they? Not from. Where would they have to? Where would he have to go? Um, well, I think any time that you can get in a spot where we could hope that he could play, right? Um, so, like like the landing spots you said, you could add in the Patriots. Um, you if know, the it, Patriots take one of those two, I think they end up jumping very high. Not right. Not not very high, but I mean they're they're five or six spots ahead of where we are right now. Right, and I I guess if if it's at the point where I'm either taking, you know, a third or fourth tier wide receiver that probably isn't going to hit or a quarterback that probably isn't going to hit, 
I'm going to take the quarterback because at least he's going to hold at least some backup value. Let's say they, let's say, let's put, let's put, uh, which one did you say you liked more? Did you say Eason? Eason, yep. Okay, let's say Eason does go to the Patriots. Let's put him there. That's like the best place. Would uh, Will and uh, Ryan, you guys took the quarterbacks, I believe. Would you take Eason over Love or Hurts? Uh, that's a great question. I'd probably still take Hurts. Still Hurts? And probably still. Love with the first, uh, yeah. I, I, the fourth round quarterback. I'm not. I'm not a big fan. So, yeah, yeah. As much as I believe in in the Patriots and Belichick, I, I don't think I could. I could do that. Um, uh, I'd I'd rather take Love, despite the arguments against him, just because he's got that draft capital attached to him. So, I mean, I wouldn't hate it if someone did. I wouldn't sit there and think it was a horrible pick, but I, I wouldn't do it myself. Does anyone I think it's, know? Or- Sorry, I, no. Go ahead. Does anyone know the difference between like I used to? I used to know it, but I'm not a big quarterback evaluator. But I think it was Sean Slavin over at Two QBs used to post likelihoods and hit rates for picks at quarterback. And I don't know the separation between the end of the first round and the second round. I seem to remember them being finally it really dropping off quickly after like the first 15 picks with quarterbacks. What I'm asking is if love being picked at the end of the first round, isn't as significant that it's a first round pick compared to like a running back or a wide receiver. I don't know how that equates. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know that uh, like Jordan McNamara has, has talked about that and, and there's a significant difference between, I, th- I think, I think the cutoff for him is like top 10 quarterbacks and then guys drafted later in the first round. So yeah, that that's a, that's a good point. But I think I think with the new CBA that whether it's hit rates or not, it, it changes a little bit just knowing that, at least for me, that knowing that quarterbacks can get that fifth-year option and knowing that teams are more willing to move into that first round to keep that option. Um, so I think that's something that you just have to keep in mind as well. Not saying that I obviously don't know hit, hit rates because I don't do numbers at all, ever. That's also that's just that's, the general that's, sense is fine because I don't yeah. think you know there are so few quarterbacks that hit compared to wide receiver and running back probably that right. hit rates and, are real risky. And just you just sparked a thought that I've been looking to ask people about. Does it make more sense to take running back in the first round these days? Um, I know, I know generally we're against that, but I'm thinking as a team perspective in terms of contracts, where so many second contracts are negative for a team, and you get that fourth year option. Like, I remember no. people making that argument for the Patriots last year. They did it because the end of the first round, the contract isn't that much higher. It isn't a first-round million-dollar contract, like at the top of the round. But they also get a fourth-year option, which is cheaper than extending a guy another year or another two years, only for him to fall off. Yeah, just go get another new one. Well, yeah. I, I, do think, I do think some teams factor that in, but we haven't really seen it with, like, a later first-round pick lately that then hasn't. I feel like holdouts too. The running backs are going to like band together, in my opinion, at some point and demand more pay. There's going to be, like, going to be a running like, back strike. Uh, I mean, honestly, they're, they're I don't know if that's horrible. with the player union rights to form their own yeah. club union, but if the, if it is, they definitely should. And, and, uh, the is more more running backs will come in the draft. So yep. there's yeah. always going to be more running backs. And it, Kane, oh. talking about that fifth year option, we're talking dynasty here, man. Five years out doesn't matter. 
Well, I think it's harder I, to judge. I, I was talking about the team, so like, but I, mean, I, 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 Peter, I know what you're talking about too. Like, yeah, you get the because a fifth year option on a running back is cheaper than a franchise tag for a first round pick. Like, that's the idea is you can completely use them up and spit them to the curb because uh, people love playing on those franchise tags. But you got three years just draft another one. So I don't, I don't, I honestly don't Fair think enough. it makes sense anymore. Yeah, you get I'm a, four, I'm you get a fan of running backs not mattering. Yeah, because you get the fifth-year option for first-round picks, and then it's four-year standard for every other pick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You probably would need some more change. I wouldn't be surprised. We're going to see some change, obviously, whether it's running backs pushing to be considered wide receivers or something. Um, I, don't, I don't think we're going to see any change, Peter. I don't, see, I don't think they have any power to do it. I mean, the new CBA is signed, and running backs are a small percentage of the overall player pool. I don't think they have a voice. <laughs> So. No, they don't. But I mean, that's some change comes from literally not having a voice. Is when you literally start making a change. It's like, why would I fucking declare? I'm gonna be, get beaten to shit. <laughs> play as a third round running back, get no money. Like, yeah. So, so some running to, to backs start to really question that. <laughs> to Peter's credit, is we actually did see someone in in the last draft that was a five star running back prospect in college and transferred to wide receiver at a different school because he thought it would give him a longer oh, career in the NFL. And that's Jalen, Jalen Hurd. So we're, so we're that seeing really that has worked a out well bit. for him. <laughs> He's got a, a first round running or first round wide receiver. They've replaced him already. I mean, Le- Lev Bell, Melvin Gordon, they've tried to make points that look, we want more money. And I don't know that it's really working out in their favor, you know? Yeah. And David Johnson, Todd Gurley did them no favors. Yeah, I, right, but Johnson, Todd Gurley took what they took what they had to. Whether it worked for Jalen Hurd or not, I think it's it's important to note that it happened. Yeah, that's what right. I'm saying. And I'm not saying right. like next oh, year yeah. they're all going to be wide receiver. I'm saying we're seeing running back some running backs start to make noise about it. I don't know fucking how long. I think it'll. I think. Don't I think. Get me wrong, but I mean it will on the right track that it'll start. Yeah. College. continually going to get a fresh crop of uh, of kids going, oh, yeah, it's fine. I get screwed. Get no money. And then we go be a customer. when eventually <laughs> they're going to change something. Yeah, yeah I actually think we're on a similar no page. the NFL to do it. But. Yeah. Ugh. I just, I right. just think it's going to happen on the college landscape first. Yeah. Before things really happen, maybe, at the NFL. Just the way that college is. <laughs> well, and you're, and you're seeing it right now new- well jordan jordan whittington um was a five-star running back recruit at texas who just transferred to wide receiver at texas right so part of that might be because they also signed the number one running back overall in this recruiting class but that's neither here nor there how much do running backs in college get paid versus the uh, wide receivers <laughs> in college? <laughs> a lot a lot more they get paid more okay well maybe yeah. it won't happen then if the running backs get from paid the more. boosters I'm, I'm not sure. just so. ask eric dickerson that's, I, I kind of figured the running backs might get paid more in college yeah. than the wide receivers, but I'm not yeah, sure. So. Right. <laughs> well, well, uh, guys, we should probably start to wrap this up. We're like 1.30 Eastern time. Any, anyone want to share any final thoughts or should we just get on out of here? That was fun. Thank you guys for coming on. Thank you for having me. Was, I'm always happy to jump on and do a mock right after. This is a, it's a fun exercise. It, it forces me to – Look at my top 24, or as I tweeted out, top 25, because apparently I can't count. Uh, <laughs> so it's, it's, a, it's a fun exercise that everybody should do immediately. 
because I think you do need to have like almost that immediate unbiased reaction because let's face it, four days from now, you're going to hear a million opinions. So have your own opinion right off the bat and then make adjustments from there. What my, the list that I tweeted out, it's not going to be my final list of my top 25 rookies in Superflex, but it's where I'm thinking right now. So I think it's good. It's an important part of the process and I love coming on here to be forced to do that process and then get to go through a mock and hear different people's opinions. It's a good way to do it. Yeah, for sure. And, and just, we have a nice, yeah, thanks nice guys. Um, go ahead, Peter. I'm sorry. I no, I was up. also going to say, I appreciate coming on, but it's okay. If you don't want me to say it, it's fine. No, we <laughs> no, really do. Come on, have fun. <laughs> Echo everything John said. I uh, really appreciate you bringing me on. Um, yeah. Something I found the most useful last two years is actually writing down and making sure I go back and check what I think in different points, not just overall. Um, so pre-draft, post-draft, and, you know, to add to what John was saying, I think it's really important to s- s- figure out what you think straight away. It's going to change as long as you can be okay with that. You can move your opinion when you get new information or other good opinions. But, um, like, it's really uncertain when you first hear it. Um, but it's a good idea to get your own opinion and then go look for what other people think. And straight after is the best way of doing it. Cause you know, I'm going to get shifted off of KJ Hamler by someone because it's just not going to happen. And then <laughs> KJ Hamler hits. I'm like, why did I stop not liking him? Oh, that's right. Eden told me, fuck that guy. I'm never listening to him again. <laughs> He's not listening. <laughs> so uh, I thought either, I'd try- no, uh, but um, I heard that way to go back and see what I did right. What I did wrong, what changed my mind, what, what do I need to stop doing? I mean, uh, the one I'm rolling out as an example of that is I liked Kalen uh, Balaj post-draft more than Jalen Samuels. And I know Jalen Samuels ain't, much, much, ain't worth much now, but he's certainly the better in the NFL. And it's because I was overrating that landing, landing spot and the potential of a three-damn roll rather than a running back in a good situation on a good team with an elite skill set. And so I tried to make adjustments based on it. So it's a good idea to form your opinion quickly then go back and look at it. So uh, I, I'd add that into, but right. yeah, thanks guys. Really appreciate it. And uh, had a lot of fun. Thank you. As always, it's always fun. Yeah. Only, I'll only add just one thing. Cause I think personally, it's more fun to cheer for a fantasy team full of players you enjoy cheering for. Um, like, cause at the end of the day, like fantasy football is all supposed to be for fun. Um, and if it's filled, if your team's filled with players that you just enjoy watching and enjoy rooting for, well, then that sounds like a whole lot of enjoyment to me. Um, that that's just my thoughts. Yeah, for like twenty five bucks a year, depending yeah. on what league you're in. Yeah, just play it. Leave like a man. It's free. Just have fun. <laughs> <laughs> Peter has three hundred and forty five <laughs> leagues. <laughs> Just all wide 40. receivers. Yeah, just <laughs> <laughs> and all he does is talk trash during the rookie drafts, like to the exactly. <laughs> the running backs suck. I've got Nikhil Harry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Nikhil Harry. Oh uh, man, what could have been? You know, oh, I'm just kidding. Kid, I'm just kidding. kidding. I've traded for Nikhil the, Harry so many times this offseason. What off are the chances? For, for <laughs> chances again, Peter, on him now? Not great. Uh, <laughs> not great. <laughs> it's not good, Bob. It's not. I good. I found my one my first share of Nikhil Harry like a couple weeks you ago. Found it like I, under a mattress. <laughs> <or>? no, <laughs> I, 
<laughs> it was like just added added on <laughs> randomly to a thrown it on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> he found it but on someone, like the bottom of his shoe. It's like someone added it to a trade, and I was like, I don't want this guy. And I traded him like <laughs> an hour later. So nice. All right, Ethan, final words. Interesting. Oh, thank you for bringing me on, guys. I love I love this show, and I love coming on and seeing Bosch. And uh, anytime I get to hang out with Peter is always great. Um, I I apologize that I like ruined his whole night when I made him do his best KJ Hamler uh, <laughs> pitch, and then I still t- completely rejected. I'm sure that really hurt his feelings. Um, but no, thank you for bringing me on. It's like people do that all the time to Peter. (laughs) Like they ask him for advice and they're like, "Ah, I'm not actually going to listen. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what I did. That's the way it should be, man. Um, The problem is I got too many flashbacks. Don't draft my team, draft yours. I got way too many flashbacks of uh, Andy Isabella and it just totally ruined it for me. Um, I I appreciate you guys bringing me on. I, can I have like two seconds to pitch something that I've been working on for a very long time. Is that allowed? I'm going to do it anyway. Whatever. Sure, sure, why not? Cut me off if go. you don't like it. Um, I, this year I did my own uh, rookie, uh, rookie draft, but it's from a completely injury perspective. So I went back and looked up injury histories uh, for about 100 prospects. Um, there is – uh, a little bit more math involved than there used to be. I used to just do red light, yellow light, green light for injury risk. Um, I have created basically a, a formula to uh, input their injury history to compare players uh, side by side uh, based on position, based on their injury history, what actually happened to them, um, and then also based on their risk of re-injury in the future. And so I've I've done a ton of work on that, um, and that guide is out. It's 10 bucks. Uh, my, my amazing wife, who is asleep in the other room, is a graphic designer, so it looks very much more professional than most of the uh, guides that you'll see out there. But my, my rookie rookie guide is basically their injury histories. It's the only place that you can find it for these players. It's the best indicator we have of future injury. Um, you can buy it on the Fantasy Headliners website, so you just go on uh, thefantasyheadliners.com, and you, you'll see it there. It's 10 bucks. Please go buy it because I put a ton of work into it. Um, and it really is something unique. It, it, it pairs beautifully with whatever draft guide that you, if you are someone that buys a rookie guide, my guide will pair beautifully with it. You do not have to feel like you only have to buy one. This is most likely all new information for you. So it's just adding, it's a supplement to everything else that's on the market, um, which was my goal. I designed it that way. So that's, that's all I'm going to say. Um, but yeah, definitely, definitely reach out to me if you have any more questions on that. Now, congratulations on getting that done. That's awesome. And I love the unique perspective offering something new and fresh. That's, a, that's great. Will, you want to say anything? I, I, I'll give you the final word. I just want to say, I wrote down on a piece of paper. I'm going to take this into all my Superflex rookie drafts. And I, I open it up and it says. KJ Hamler, no matter what. Jordan Love, no <laughs> matter what, actually. No, no AJ <laughs> Dillon. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, hey, I wouldn't want to. Hey, man. I'm running back with some elite traits, but fine. <laughs> You're all as good as this as Kevin Costner. Go for it. It's fine. <laughs> well, anything to add or should we just get on out of here? Oh, yeah. I was actually going to uh, uh, just pair quickly off Peter, what you're talking – or we were joking about like people asking Peter for advice. I think it's funny when somebody finds out that – because Ryan and I, do, we do the Joes. It's, it's more casual podcast, but as soon as they find out you do something, the amount of times people come up to you and say, hey, should I do this trade? And then you say, of course you should. They say, okay, I'm going to offer it. That's one of my biggest pet peeves in getting asked for advice is that when you say it trades really in your favor, but you're like, going to go offer that to somebody, I'm like, oh, this doesn't count until somebody's offered it to you or it's on the table. I can't, like, I can't just like one-sided trade offers are, uh, 
I think some of the most like not annoying, but I'm always just like, oh no, why do you even oh, put no, brain no. power into this? They're annoying. But like, it, if I'm going to take brain power and answer your question, <laughs> hey, person, it makes me sad. Dude, you're just way too nice. I don't almost, I almost never respond to trade questions just because they irritate me. And I I'm, not, I'm not big on, like I'm barely, I'm barely on Twitter. So this is all. People can be now. like, well, freaking screw that guy. He doesn't help me with my, my league. And like, I'm sorry. Like I, I go to uh, Matt Kelly's school of just like, I, I want your fantasy team to succeed. I give you a ton of free stuff. Like, please do not hit my DMs for random trade questions. Like, I'm sorry, I, I don't respond to those anymore. Don't worry, don't tag I me in all your DM. Don't tra- tag me in your trades. Like, I love you guys. Please follow me, but like, I'm 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 not your like personal slave to like ask every <laughs> question that you have. I'm sorry. Uh, De- Kane will freaking help you out with that, but I will not. <laughs> And, and also, uh, if we had a dollar for every time we heard the phrase trade back in the first, like, eight to ten picks, uh, we'd have at least several dollars. Bro, I'm trade, trying to, trade back is I'm trying to trade back. I was trying to trade to 2020, 2021, but you guys wouldn't let me. So uh, Peter, Peter, was, Peter was out of picks. You're offering Bosch, freaking four clock, picks for so. the – I'm going to be out of picks. No one took him. <laughs> no one traded for him. I still got them all. I'll give you all my 2021 picks. Now, in this hypothetical league, you had traded them already. Yeah. What? I didn't get nothing. Man, that was You got a quarterback. You got, you got KJ Hamler. You got a quarterback. <laughs> Damn it. All right. Look at this. All right. Uh, this is fun. Yes, this is fun. I enjoyed this quite a bit. Regardless of your guys' opinions about AJ Dillon, I still had a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, this was great. Guys, thank you. Kane, John, Peter, Ethan, thank you so much. On behalf of Will Greenwood, I'm Ryan Livergood, and we are the Fantasy Joes.